Heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, and normally I'm your Game Master. However, this week we're finishing up our Hanukkah special, and you're in the capable hands of Cat Murphy. And since I already made the announcements I needed to make earlier this week, let's just get right to the show. Eight Nights of Murder was written and run by Cat Murphy. It stars Samuel Kay as Dr. Emil Candy and James D'Amato as Detective Felix Mac Macabre. When we last left off, Candy and Mac were on a stakeout, looking for the deranged serial killer who captures his victims and then burns their hearts out from the inside. Mac and Candy now believe these killings are somehow related to the disappearance of Humphrey Hall, wealthy greetings card magnate. After a night spent vigilantly watching the area the killer usually dumps his bodies at, Mac and Candy were taken completely by surprise. The two find themselves waking up in a cold, dark, inhospitable office. Will the two of them be able to catch the Hanukkah killer? Will they be able to find Humphrey Hall? Is it already too late? Find out on the final chapter of Eight Nights of Murder. Okay, so uh, it is uh, December the 21st. Uh, it's Wednesday. It's the fourth night of Han- or fourth day of Hanukkah, and uh, you guys wake up. What's it look like? I open my eyes. I feel a lump on the back of my head. I can't tell how much time has passed. As the spots clear away, I see a dirty, dank office with dust floating through the air and many empty liquor bottles sitting on the desk, and I realize I'm home. I look across from me, and Dr. Candy is sitting there as well. Describe yourself (laughs) beyond the snoozes. Dr. Candy. Dr. Candy, I believe we're looking for, is it an eternal monologue that we want? No, 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 no. I just want a physical description of what he, how he slumped. Oh, okay. It's me. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, Dr. Candy is, is like some kind of broken cat. <laughs> Just, there's only one chair that works in this office, and it's not the one he's sitting in. So. <laughs> he's just kind of slumped on a makeshift bed of beer cans and wine bottles and some newspaper with one arm akimbo, his lengthy, gongly, gawkly body just like splayed out like a stomped spider or a cat that's just completely forgotten how to look cool for two seconds. <laughs> oh, and he's snoring. Awfully snoring. I try to remember what happened just before it went dark, but I can't. My head aches, the splitting pain moves throughout my body, and I can tell that Dr. Candy isn't faring any better. Or maybe this is how Candy always sleeps. It's really hard to tell with that guy. (laughs) Roll roll me a notice. A notice? Okay. 
a nine. Oh wait, oh, six explodes. So fourteen. Okay. Uh, you beat that with with two raises. Ooh, wow, that oh. was a difficult check. Yeah, no, you did really well, though. Uh, so you notice that smack dab in the middle of your desk is uh, like a, a parchment paper that's pretty small. Mm-hmm. And on it, there's an embla- like uh, what stamped into it. There is a compass that's black and has a gold dial. Um. That's the the making the check, and then your raise. You notice that there's uh, like some residue on the ground that's black and gold as well. And the place feels kind of tinny in that way that you've come to associate with things that aren't typically of this realm. Something's off, Candy. Can you feel it? He says to the sleeping man. Oh, is he still asleep? Oh, in my monologue, I had established that he was waking up. <laughs> Personally, it takes Whoa. me about 20 minutes to wake up. No, I guess the the big problem, the reason I haven't noticed it yet, is Candy sleeps with his eyes open. <laughs> I was on the street. You fell asleep. I was good. You fell asleep first. What did you see, Candy? A guy... I can I can already tell where this conversation is going, and it's nowhere productive. As soon as you can collect your thoughts, I need you to look at this sludge here on the floor. Okay. I turn my attention to the package left on the table. I look at the compass, and I... Let's see, so there are no knowledge skills in this, right? Not exactly. Well, I mean, yes, but you're, the way that it works is you you have general knowledge about the setting, things that you should know because it's boring to have to roll history all the time. You frankly right, know right. what's going on. Yeah. You're a private detective. But uh, knowledge occult is something special, something mm, that so, someone so else... So I wouldn't recognize that no. compass at all. And I have a brief... As we find Candy. me, Candy my cord. Uh, actually, Sam, hold this on. Cat's uh, looking for a cord, so so that my computer doesn't shut down on do us. Do a ton of cutting. So. Okay, and we're okay. back. We're back. Keep going. Go ahead, Sam. Candy collects his personhood from his bed of beer bottle, wine bottle, newspapers, and uh, and limps over to the desk. <laughs> you also aren't used to waking up in this office. This is- <laughs> This is a terrible place. They've captured us. They put us in Can- a terrible place. No, Candy, this is this is where I live now. This is this is my office. This, oh, oh. I used to collect oh. the uh, beers for nostalgia purposes, and then I fell on some hard times, and times kept getting harder. So, and as as did the liquor. So right, right. I, I haven't gotten around to cleaning up yet, but, you know, those uh, cans provide great insulation. I, I, be- I believe, I, uh, I believe you, I believe you. Um, um, okay. Also, why is there a pile of slime? Yeah, we'll deal with the slime. I think actually first, do you know anything about the symbol left on this package? This, uh, this symbol is the, uh... Romanological. Uh, uh, let's see there. It's, uh, it's, uh, ooh, it's, I got a six. A six. Uh, so you haven't actually, uh, you don't know exactly what this is, but you feel like, uh, you might have seen it 
once or twice before in the city and the way that it's stamped and like the sort of parchment and that it's on tells you that it's definitely related to one of the magical organizations within the city. So it probably uh, wouldn't be that difficult to find. Mac, I gotta got tell you, I think it's definitely related to one of the magical organizations in the city. Candy, I'm not, I'm not up to date on this. What are the magical organizations in this city? Oh, God. Uh, I'm glad you asked, Mac. This is a this is a personal favorite subject of mine. Um, oh, there we go. That'll be a ten. A ten. Uh, knowledge of cold cat. Well, there's quite a lot yeah. going on in the city. Uh, you know, well, there's quite a lot going on in the city. <laughs> One, uh, primarily, there's all that 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 wonderful stuff happening over at the Red Squirrel. Um. Uh. That's off, there's a there's the place we don't ever talk about again. God damn it! I don't want to think about that place or the people inside it ever again. <laughs> about it. That's Chicago. Also has a history of some amazing architects uh, who uh, are are sorcerers in their own right. Um, then there are some in their own right. Huh. Uh, and uh, get it. <laughs> That's the wrong angle to go with. Uh, there are also, you've heard mention you, that some people in the uh, business, the business. Oh, district, business people. I hear they're very the conservative uh, and they lean a particular way. <laughs> but there's uh, something to do with I hear the stocks and futures. With the money. <laughs> Um, but it's it's your standard standard city so, fair. So, You've lived in other like, cities, Emil. So uh, aside from uh, aside from like the few special things, which are like the architecture and uh, the new stock market nonsense, um, there are the usual small groups, um, people who tend to veer towards performance, um, and then just like little scholarly groups. Okay, Matt, I think we're dealing with. One of three possibilities. All One, right. Walk me through them. Some kind of evil architect killing people to make some kind of evil building. I light up a cigarette. Two, <laughs> some kind of evil accountant killing people to make some <laughs> kind of evil spreadsheet. <laughs> Spreadsheet's a thing that existed at the time. Well, yeah, in a physical form. <laughs> or three... Some kind of person taking Greek people and burning them to death in Menorah. Okay. I'm not letting this one go. I like your instincts. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you're, you're starting to develop hunches and that you're following them through. I just, we gotta work on the quality of hunch, buddy. Why don't you? You don't want to get tied down to, uh, to a people menorah. Why don't you point out the interesting thing you noticed? Mr. Yeah. Mr. Light em ups. All right. Uh, can you take a look at this substance here on the floor? Um, how, how is it arranged? Does it look like footprints? No, it looks kind of like a circle. It's a circle, like an intentional perfect circle? No, it's not perfect anymore. 
Did it look like it was perfect at one time? I mean, looking, yes, it does. If I roll a notice, yeah, okay. How, like you did really well on your notice. Uh, so I, stuff so that I, you I, noticed before you before you woke Emil up mm-hmm. is that there's like a sandy substance that seems to have been blown around a bit. But you looked over and you realized that you hadn't properly shut your window, or maybe you had, and it's just drafty in here, and that's kind of part of the misfortune of this office. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh it, it looks like some sort of circle with something on it and the sand's kinda black and kinda kinda yellow. Well, I don't spend too much time at the beach. So it's a sludge was it a sludge or a sand? Yeah, it's a sand. Well it's kind of like it, it's dewy, it's but it's it's a sandy It's a sandy substance. There's something not on a the ground. Yeah. Okay. Um and it's Oh great. So yes. does it look like it's arranged in a particular way? Yeah, sorry, like sorry, it, Sam. Like like it was at one point, a circle with some stuff in. Right. And you guys were kind of within it. All right, Sam, do you know... Uh, <laughs> who's Sam? Candy. Yeah. Candy, do you know anything about uh, sand? Are we in some kind of sand circle? That's, uh, that's my synopsis of it. It's oh, my prognosis. Well. My uh, my occult roll of a of a four tells me that uh, <laughs> this is, oh, so that's almost uh, it's almost certainly some kind of magic circle. <laughs> there you go, you you nailed it. Possibly of protection, but also possibly of summoning some kind of evil locked demon. All right. Um, I'm gonna look at the package on the table since it seems like we don't have any more. So it's not a package. It's just a piece of parchment. Oh, with that symbol. That's the whole. Yeah, but it's like it's it's really it's stamped in there. And uh, what does it look like? It's stamped in there with. Uh, a big stamp. Okay, like a stamp, not a wax seal or anything like that. No, no, like a stamp. Those are cool right now. Are they expensive? Um. It's rubber. No, no, no. It 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 was it's like metal and wood. Uh so yeah, it's it's, it's Yeah, it's fairly expensive and the um the gold cuz I told you it was like black and gold. Yeah. That it's uh, a Yeah. What call it company can emboss. A greeting card a company. A greeting card damn company. This, damn this greeting card game playing us from all sides. I will say those greeting cards are turning out to be a lot more trouble than I initially assumed they would be when I first received one. Well, maybe you shouldn't have ever assumed anything. Who said that? Me, the DM. The DM, okay. The narrator. I thought that was was somebody walking into the office. The criticizer of James. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, so... It's a magic circle. Does it look like the magic circle at all on the thing? Uh, uh so you rolled really poorly, but yes, I did. <laughs> but, yes, but you I did. <laughs> you look at the colors and you look at the thing and you go, eh, that feels about right. I bet, okay. I bet these were related in some circley way. Hey, you know what? A compass is a circle. And this is a compass, and that's a circle, so... That's some damn fine dummy detective work you're doing there, Candy. Yeah, I 
didn't even need to say it out loud yet. <laughs> you and I. We both had the same idea at the same time. That's group mind. It's a big deal in Chicago, or it will be in the 60s. I remembered something. What's that, Candy? When I was passing out. Actually, it was at midnight a few hours ago as my mind was being violated by some eldritch creature. Okay. Um, Because you had already passed out. And I looked at the thing. And it was a dude. And I remember that those people at that place that we will never talk about again. There was that one squirrely guy selling protection against mind magic. Right. I really wish we'd bought some of that from that guy. Because I think they kind of knew what was up. But I don't want to go back there. <laughs> It's a terrible place. It's a terrible place. Terrible. Who said that? (laughs) Your subconscious. (laughs) My subconscious is really creepy sounding. Yes, because it's a Manitou, probably. (laughs) Okay, I don't want to think about that right now. You don't have a a subconscious. That's that's ridiculous. That's right. There's no such thing. You're, You're just a pile of meat being... Piloted by a manatee. By a manatee? Did I hear that one? Yes, yes you did. <laughs> oh, no. I heard that. All right, silence, subconscious. <laughs> I've got a case to work on. You should probably yeah, really that. get to that. Um, it's three a.m. Well, it's like we three wanna... fifteen by now. Well, it's three fifteen. Do we want to go to the? Wait a minute. Are we still dressed like hobos? Yes, you are absolutely dressed like hobos. All right, we should... Uh, how how far do I live from the loop? You live pretty far from the loop. You live on the north side. Okay. Not the good section or anything, but on the north side, which is far away from the loop, and there aren't, like... Buses don't run at this time. So it looks like we're stuck here. It looks like it. Oh, man. That looks like a compass. <laughs> Remember my theory about evil architects? Not that kind of compass. Different. Yeah, it's a... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what about evil orienteers? Are there any <laughs> secret groups of orienteering wizards? Well, I don't know. You could make me a smarts roll, but it would be... It'd be minus. It, is it always a D four minus two, or is it his his roll minus two? Um, it, it's a D four minus two, unless you happen to be me. Yeah, that's what I, I thought. Took the thing to get rid of. That. So it's really unless you keep exploding, it's not gonna. Nope. There we go. Nope. Nothing about evil orienteers. Hmm, okay, okay. The group of people who are responsible for a string of murders and then mysteriously disappearing us miles away from where we were are probably going to be up at this hour. Or the. Also, they. I mean, I'm just saying they knew exactly where we live. You live. They know where you live. 
I'm just going to toss that out there. Well, they know we're working together, and you're... You've got to be easy to find. I mean... I mean, you know, we could have woken up in the morgue. But actually, you know, woken up in the morgue, not... I've already done that once before. Since. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, is all. Alright, we need to go... Also, we need to go somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you probably do. I mean, you could sleep the night, or you could go somewhere and try to do something. Uh, not that... Some people are going to be up at 3 a.m., um, and you know a lot of them. Uh, there's also some stuff that detectives get up to that's uh, either legwork or hitting the books. Yeah, I, I would love to hit the books, but I'm not quite sure what books I would hit. We could hit the books about archaeological... Or, Orienteering. Uh, I was going to say archaeological magical stuff. And if the Trib building has any kind of importance as, like, a ritual area, like if it's, a, it's on a ley line or if it's on a cool center of something or... You know what? That's center. not a bad idea, Candy. Why don't you get some sleep and I'm going to go okay. break into a library? That, that's a terrible idea, Matt. That's a wonderful uh, idea. But I... I really like the way that beer bottle feels nestled against the back of my spine while I'm sleeping. All right. You don't pull out the Murphy bed that you totally have? Oh, yeah, I definitely have. I definitely live in this office full time now. Because <laughs> you don't uh, go home because there's nothing for you there. There's nothing for me there. Evil people put me in the Murphy bed. <laughs> what a bunch of jerks. Settle down, Candy. Just go to sleep. Drift off to dreamland. I'll take care of everything. Okay. All right. Um. So I I I, I want to head for for the library downtown. Which library? Um. I think there's only like that the one with the gigantic Art Deco owls on it. Yeah. That those were made in the eighties. Oh. Oh. Sh- Darn. Okay. But the, the I think the Field Museum's library is intact. You could break into the Field Museum. Or, hey, well, here's the thought. You wanted to find out about the Trib Building. Mm-hmm. Guess what is open pretty much all the time? And, hey, there's like a big case up right now. Oh, and there was supposed to be a murder tonight that dropped off right the in front of it. Building. So maybe, maybe. Maybe it'll go to the Trib Building. I'm, I might even have contact there. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, but hey. Or I could pull a museum heist <laughs> and become a famous jewel thief. There is a... Uh, Two tempting <laughs> options. <laughs> but you you do you. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, well, th- this is a thing. If I am hitting the books, I- I'll tell Emil to meet me at the trip building in the morning. Cool. And I'm but just. You want to go hit I want to go hit some books. So I want to do this in a way where I don't cut Sam out of any social scenes. Gotcha. No, that's good. Well, that's good. Okay. Um, so what what role do I need to make? I think for the way books? that we're actually going to do this, because it makes more sense in this context, is you're going to roll me a d6 number of hours. We're going to add that to one for you getting to wherever you went, and that'll determine. Well, you'll tell me what's. First off, what sort of info do you want? 
What are you um, looking for? I guess I'm looking for a sort of uh, occult history of the Trib building or just any history of the Trib building okay. um, in the area and like maybe a cultural history of the Trib, the area around there. Okay. Too. Then yeah, a D6 will do. I rolled a four. You rolled a four. Okay. Um, that's actually a pretty good roll. No, that's good. <laughs> it, that's good in this case because you wanted fewer. Uh, so let's see. It was three. So around eight. Around eight, which is reasonable for you to have thought through where you're going to get this information. You're going to go to the. Um, gosh, what is it? To uh, the to, uh, like, city legal records concerning buildings that were recently built and start tracking mm-hmm. through who had sanctioned what buildings being built, who, what firms built them, then, then after you found out what firm built the thing, going back through all of the stuff that they've done. Um, uh, so you sort of get, get a hunch mm-hmm. at around 8.30 a.m., uh, that, uh, there is definitely weird stuff happening in the Trib building. Um, that it's... Candy did mention evil architects. Yes. Uh, that, uh, God, who... One name in particular stands out in my mind. It's always Burnham. No, it's Arthur. Arthur. Arthur Vandelay. Who... <laughs> <laughs> What's Arthur Vandelay? Sorry. That's Art Vandelay. Art Art- Architect. Uh. Or importer exporter. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> um I wish I had who actually built the the true building. It was Art Vandelay. Was it? No. Exactly. <laughs> Because it wasn't. But in the Deadlands universe, maybe. Uh. We don't know. They definitely didn't put that in the rules. No, but somebody did, and they did put it in the rules. Um, but you start figuring out that there's weird stuff going on there. You think that there might be a vampire involved. Um, what? Well, it's fairly gothic for no reason. Uh, there's stuff going down at the Trib building. But from what you can tell, it's like it's general evil and not specific news-related evil. If there's news-related stuff happening in that building, that's magic. It's scrying. It's not actually. Uh, so you get that feeling. And um, so you were just looking at stuff for the trip building. Is there any other info now that you have all of this archaeology info in front of you that you wanted to figure out? I'm on the tale of five hot mysteries right now, and I'm trying to narrow it down. Let's see. I've got this architectural information. I want to cross-reference it with that compass symbol. I want to look through these blueprints and see if it's there. Roll me one more D6. The manager doesn't tell you to do that. <laughs> I rolled a one. <laughs> so, uh, so you are looking at all of this stuff and just Stephanie. like, oh my god, Stephanie. the trib? How, now. how, how deep? Well, it, it, you know what? Yeah. All right, I'm gonna reroll. And I got a ten. Okay. Uh, so. Yay! <laughs> so that's. That's Hollywood, baby. That's two raises. Uh, so you're going to, uh, get all of the information about, uh, the, this golden compass, golden black compass spiel, but, uh, you're going to do it in a number of hours. Um, you've done really well on the check, so roll me a d6 instead of a d8. All right, I am going to roll that now. Don't, don't fail me now, electronic dice. That's impossible. (laughs) Oh, I see what's happening. 
<laughs> I hit the D6 on my electronic die roller, and it rolled an 8, and I was like, what What happened? Uh, that, that would be a 4. 4. Okay, so you're going to do this in 4 hours. Um, let's see. Uh, it's doing math. It's around, what, 8.30 now? <laughs> um, so, uh, oh, first up, weren't you supposed to meet Emil at 8? Um, yeah, yes, I was, but, uh, I've got a solution for that. Do I you? call him on my cellular phone. Oh! This again. I hate that child. I hate him. Oh, sorry. So, Jeremy. Yeah, Jeremy. I love Jeremy. I'm gonna have to send Jeremy over. Um, so I, I call for, oh, crap, what, what's her name? I think it was Emma. Yeah. Emma! Hey. Emma, I need you to do me a favor. Cool. Outside the building, hanging around, looking suspicious. There should be a a young, plucky kid. All right? Like any young, plucky kid that I see, the first one on the Uh, street? Look for the pluckiest. pluckiest. His name will be Jeremy. (laughs) The pluckiest child. He's definitely going to be there. (laughs) I, I just, I have a feeling. I need you to send him in here. Sure. Oh, okay. I'll uh, I'll be right back. And she toddles off and uh, comes back a few minutes later with a uh, with with Jeremy, that same street urchin. Cause hey, why not? Not 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 Jeremy. a big city or anything. Jeremy, what have I told you about following detectives? Uh, you said that it's useful, and I tend to pick up a lot of tips if I do that. So I should totally okay, do uh, it that's, all the time. Uh, yes. Yes, uh, I did tell you that at one time, but now as an adult who's concerned for your safety, I'm going to tell you that maybe you shouldn't do it as much, although I'm glad you did this time. And I'm al- I'm also going to be rewarding your behavior with money. Which makes me feel like I should just keep doing this all the time, because it's... Uh, I, uh, we're going to work on this. It I'm not seems a great... safe and monetarily advantageous. Okay, I'm not a great role model, Jeremy, so just know that what's happening now is bad. I need you to go find a meal. But you Tell just, him that he's you... going to need to go into the Chicago Tribune alone. But didn't you just tell me to not hang out around a meal tonight? Uh, but yes, I also said that, and you also should not. He's weird. He's a weird guy. Okay, uh... Where am I going to find him? You're going to find him in front of the Chicago Tribune building. There's, there might be cops milling about, so you'll have to be careful. Yeah, that's not really... They don't see street urchins. I think we're... But here's two Indian chiefs for your trouble. Oh! Oh! Uh, in true Jeremy fashion, he pulls out his little... His post-it note. His stick him <laughs> stick em product and starts keeping... stick em product? Yes. Starts keeping immaculate books. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. Uh, so, uh, Mac, while I'm here, uh, you seem to have some loose change, and I have a whole bunch of newspapers. Huh? Huh? All right. Fine. Who, 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 are you, who are you selling for these days? The Trib. Only honest paper around. Good boy, Jeremy. There you go. All right. Great. Uh, so that happened, and uh, you 
Do you want info on the now, or would you? Shall we cut over to Emil? Uh, let's cut over to him. Actually, I'll open up the paper, and what emotion immediately uh, embraces my body as soon as I read that headline? Uh, defeat and sadness, and uh, and um, I guess resignation. <laughs> so, um, I I put I put in a cigarette. I open up the paper, and as soon as I read the headline. Whatever it is, uh, my cigarette falls from my mouth, and I have to immediately pat it out of my lap. <laughs> and we'll cut over to Emil. Emil, hey Emil, mm. how you doing? Hello, I'm doing fantastic. I really can't complain at all. Cool. Uh, yeah. So you had a a normal Have morning. I- can't can't complain at all. I I mean I've I've separated from the detective and got a good night's sleep on a bed that is composed only of broken glass and bottles of newspaper. <laughs> Not the Murphy bed, or is the no. Murphy bed also composed of broken glass? No. And no, the Murphy bed was a was a dream and a lie. <laughs> and uh, and now I'm on my way, well rested, to the Chicago Tribune building singing a song with a jaunty step in my step. So, do-do-do. It took you a little while to get there, but you were planning to meet up at 8. So you gave yourself enough time. And as you approach uh, the north north side of uh, Michigan Avenue and hit around the water tower, you see that the place is pretty... It's a barren wasteland, which doesn't really make sense for 8. Incredible. You see some kind of lost-looking police mumbling, stumbling about, and, uh, like, they're clearly holding down the perimeter. You see one talking to a civilian in the distance. Every day I'm mumbling, stumbling. Thank you. (laughs) That was helpful. That's what I'm here for. (laughs) Cool. Okay. So. I, I I am going to continue walking forward. So you, um, you do that a bit. Um, and uh, I actually, before I even get to the trip, uh-huh. there is something I, I actually want to look at. Oh, good. Which good. is the unfortunate spot where I uh, I was proclobbered. Oh, okay. Scientific term. The, the mind whammy. So that was, was placed upon me. So that was to the south of the trip. So, yeah, you are to the north. That was south of the trip. So on your way there. Okay. Well, I'll just go through. Uh, I'll, it's not like it's a crime scene or anything. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. On your way there, as I was saying, <laughs> uh, you're stopped by uh, a police that you know, um, good old Patty O'Rourke. Uh, oh, yeah. Good, solid Greek boy, that Patty O'Rourke. That Patty O'Rourke. Uh, he's, a, he's a little young. He's a little green and, I don't know, hopeful and a a sweet kid who who understands that not everyone around him is uh, all that honest and he like when when he suspects that a crime is caused by something other than just the gang violence that is rampant in the city he does try to make sure that uh the bodies find their way to you because he knows that you're a good Good guy and good lad salut patty uh, How you doing? Not, 
not that great. Uh, Why not? It's a beautiful December day in Chicago. I can barely feel my teeth. He he looks over at what is obviously a crime scene, a roped off area in front of the Trib building with a bunch of police, uh, people taking photos, and then looks over at you. Emil, why aren't you, uh, why aren't you down at the morgue? I, I'm here to see what's going on here. To, before I do the slap chop. Well, I think they probably need you over there a lot more. Uh, this is... It's, what is it? It's like, it's probably four bodies, right? And they all had their hearts burnt out of their chest. I mean, they can wait. They can wait. I need to. I need to see some things. Um. Okay. Uh. Yeah. I guess you can. The the police chief's over there. Uh. Now you should probably check in with Patty, him if you wanna. Patty, you gotta take that frown and turn it upside down. You're gonna see a lot more dead bodies in your career. A lot, a lot more, more. A lot more dead cops, Emil. Uh, um, um, oh God, you didn't know. Um, where have you been all night? Jeez. Excuse me. We'll be, uh, we'll be leaving the foot from my mouth. I'm going to go talk to the chief. Okay. I guess. Okay. <laughs> I guess. So, yeah. um, you, uh. You see that there are, in fact, uh, some of the better detectives in the city now around the the crime scene, and you see uh, Chief of Police, who has. I love that the better detectives in the city were not on this case before. No, they're like ah, a bunch of victims, their hearts burned out of the middle of their chests. Not my speed. <laughs> no, well, you know, that's not going to help my career. Is it? Is it Elliot Ness yet? Is Elliot Ness the police chief? I don't think so. I saunter up to the chief. So the chief, the chief is a little background on the chief. Um, you know that he's someone that was hired on because he was an honest cop and the mayor's uh, campaign. Everyone knew that the mayor was crooked. So he decided to like, uh, you know, he decided as a gesture didn't it in a way to keep his seat. He'd hire an honest uh, police chief. He did. Um, and things were going okay, but the rampant gang violence, um, you know, it, it, that doesn't, that's the sort of thing that when you're a police chief, you try to crack down on if you're, you're an honest guy. Um, and he was given permission to like set up these, uh, basically vans full of violent Irish cops who go around and shoot up any gang members they can find. Um, which has not Fantastic. made the problem better. <laughs> so, Fantastic so, uh, this man who's, you know, a really a good man who, who tries is just friggin' tired, uh, and at his wits end as to what to do with this horrible mess of a city. Uh, so you, it's yeah, it's great. Uh, Chicago's a wonderful place. Always has been. Um, so, uh, you walk up, you know a bunch of the, the people milling around, so no one gives you much guff, um, and you can make it up to him if you want. Um, I'll work on that. I'll okay. work on that. 
so, uh, Chief, you're probably wondering why I'm not at the morgue. Candy, why aren't you at the morgue? Uh, because I'm walking back to the morgue. Do you need an escort to the morgue? No, no, not really. I was just visiting a friend on the north side of town, and now I'm going south to the south side of town where the morgue is. He checks his, his watch, and it's like, it's, it's, it's like 8.10, Emil. You're supposed to be on the clock. God damn it. I... Happy Hanukkah? You too. It's haha <laughs> religious freedom. <laughs> Allowed to be eighteen minutes late today. Awkward. Ah, I'm leaving. <laughs> Great. <laughs> that was uh, good. I'm glad we did that. <laughs> so you're gonna go yeah. now that you're past the line of uh, pl- make me a notice <laughs> check when you're around there, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh. Okay. Wow. Uh, they both exploded. Oh, but One was wow. a 13 and one was a 9. Okay. So, well, uh, both of those were good enough uh, to to let you see that um, inside of the roped-off area, um, there there isn't really the impression of blood or anything there, but there but there is that there is this this black and goldish sand substance. Fascinating. Yeah. I've only seen that once before. Yep. And with my knowledge of Arcana, that's the, I got a four on my knowledge of Arcana. control. <laughs> okay. Uh-oh. That's right. I keep thinking in D&D terms. Yeah. No, four is, four is okay. Four is okay. Four yeah. Four is average. Um, you, magic circles are a thing. Uh, yeah, that that black stuff is definitely obsidian, but that's... Clearly... Obsidian for a magic circle. That's uh, a common a common ingredient in magic circles, um, and it wouldn't be that difficult for a group to obtain it uh, in the city. But going through like standard. But if I remember right, it's a little expensive, right? Like, well, obsidian, yeah, it's it's what that's the uh, glass from volcano. Yeah, it's glass from a volcano, you. Know. Yeah, so need some money to get that. You need some money to get that. As I said, a group would probably be able to get it pretty easily. Um, That's weird. But uh, That's weird. individuals only, might need to be The moneyed. only group that we've talked to this whole time has been the mob, and they're not involved. Like you'd have to be, you'd have to be independently wealthy or a group to like buy this stuff. Oh. No one independently wealthy that we're looking for, except for the guy who's been kidnapped. So, well, that's probably not important. Probably not important. I'll keep that to myself. Okay. So, uh, you walk on past, mosey on by, um, uh, you wanted to go check out the spot around where you were dragged off. Yeah, I want to check out my, my boogie spot. Your boogie spot. Um, yeah, where we got mind whammied. Mm -hmm. Got a seven for that one. Oh, okay. Uh, that's enough to, even though it's been blown away Hey, there's some of that sand stuff again. Often the mm. you can tell that you were you were dragged a bit of a ways away, but not too far away. Uh just behind like a a stone wall. Um and uh there's some of that residue. Okay. Well, right now I've got two choices. I can either go into the trip through the back door 
Uh, or you can keep... talk to the plucky urchin who's coming up to you. Oh, crap. It's Jeremy. That kid's going to take money from me. I can just feel it. Uh, trick me somehow. Hey, Mr. Meal. Uh, Hello. So I small Jeremy. Got a, a message for you. Uh, two coins, please. Oh, 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 makes perfect sense that Felix would send you COD. Oh, you give him the two coins. <laughs> perfect. He uh, he nods uh, very politely, takes out a, 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 a post-it note, and starts doing his thing. Uh, and immaculate books, I um, see, Jeremy. Immaculate books. <laughs> it says like grifting a meal uh, on it. Uh, <laughs> Grifted Emil. God, another Emil's a real sucker. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so uh, Max says yeah, you're gonna have to go this one alone. Oh, but I need to go to the morgue. Okay. Um, Jeremy. Yeah. How are you with a scalpel? Um, <laughs> funny man. Very funny. Do you want a newspaper? I, I do indeed want a newspaper. That'll be I... one penny, please. Oh, God, killing me. Fine, have another penny. So he gives you the newspaper. Uh, the headline. What's the newspaper headline. So it, it, it just says four dead. Christmas canceled? And then there's oh, a picture. No. Uh, that was definitely taken at like 3 a.m. when no one would have been there anyway. But of Michigan Avenue, it's desolate and bleak and like a wreath hung up between street lamps is, is, uh, has fallen. Um, the weird thing for the trip being the only honest paper Christmas. in Chicago, uh, it, they sure do a lot of sensationalist news. Yes, they're doing that. Well, Hearst papers. Uh, other thing about the are they Hearst? I don't think they're Hearst. No, no, no. I'm saying they're competing with a lot of Hearst papers. Oh, okay, I see. Um, so the do you want to put time into actually reading this article, Emil? Yeah, I do actually. Okay, I I, uh, I take a seat next to the black sandy stuff <laughs> near near where I was mind whammied and just just take a quick read. Okay. Good quick read. So like a good, good read. Yeah, you, it's not. It, it's the cover story, and while it goes into some depth, it's not. Uh, it, it doesn't take you that long to do this. Um, the the gist, from what you can tell, the majority of the article was written before this happened, uh, because clearly the paper was going to write one story of people saved the day, no one's dying anymore, and another of four people died because that was the the expected number of people to die um and details have been have been filled in uh however that the like the the general tragedy of that situation which is also a story about how michigan avenue is clearly being shut down during this and uh it is wednesday and christmas is on sunday um and no one can do any of their shopping and it terrible it must be terrible if christmas were canceled uh yeah, very, very culturally sensitive in the <laughs> as they continue very. to talk right, about. How, how bad do these murders have to get before we uh before we can't for Christmas? Two hundred three hundred three hundred people? You know, they uh they talk about the war on Christmas every once in a while, but this is this is getting ridiculous. Um, um and back in the thirties they talked about that a yeah. lot. The war on Christmas. War on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Okay. Um, so all of all of that horrible thing, which is which also does touch on uh, growing tension between the the Greek and Jewish communities, and uh, also does like. Um, Wait a inter- minute, did we know that there was tension between the Greeks and the Jews? I thought it was just the Greeks and the general mafia. No, you found that out. You found yeah, that out yesterday. That, that uh, yesterday. that someone's that one of the buildings in the jewelry district was. Oh, uh, that's right. That's right. Now I remember that. Um, big dummy. Yeah, that that's happening. Um, doo-ba-doo. uh, there's also like um, uh, an interview with you know a stray mom who's worried about who who's really way more scared than she needs to be about not being able to buy her children Christmas presents. Um I know, right. Right. Terrible. Um and uh so all of that is kind of uh mashed against a much more serious writing style about four cops dying. Um and uh it, it tells you who they were. There were three Italian guys and one Greek guy. Um, huh. You know, at least two of the cops mentioned were on duty in the area uh, the previous night. Uh, and you also, since you know all of these people more, not all of them, but uh, um, you know that like one guy was in the mob's pocket. Another uh, was uh, a, an honest cop who was like, trying to really lock down this mob situation by letting the mob pay him whatever and trying to get involved. He wasn't, he wasn't all that smart, um, but he was trying. And, uh, I'll just get on the tape. <laughs> Step one, get on the tape. Can I, can I clap real quick? Cause like, yeah, please. I just, I just want to point out that apparently Savage Worlds actually gave us a, um, so you can tell that the spread of, of cop type is, is, uh, vast aside from three oh. of them being Italian and one being Greek. Damn it. Well, there goes my brilliant theory of all Greeks being burned in a menorah. <sighs> Not a menorah full of Greek people's hearts. Not a menorah full of Greek people with their hearts burned out. Could it, could it perhaps have be? have to solve this case a different way. A different way? <laughs> It couldn't possibly be a menorah full of Greek this, and Italian I, I people. I do want to point out, this is not the first time Emil has floated that theory, <laughs> this case. Uh, <laughs> um, I, really hope, I really hope that made it into some of the other, to some of the other edits. I really do. So that I'm not wrong the entire way. Uh, make, make me a, a notice roll on the paper. Okay. Um, boop and boop and oh, eight. Eight. Okay, that's great. Um, things you, you figure out about this. The more serious sections are clearly being written by Nancy when other stuff wasn't. Um, and Nancy Fry. While, while she's, while she's taking care to not just give out things like this black sandy residue stuff, uh, she, there, there's some language that kind of hints at Maybe, maybe, uh, um, maybe there's more going on to this than meets the eye. There have been a few things in the past where, uh, she doesn't really believe in the supernatural, but you guys keep telling her that it exists. Um, and she believes that people believe in the supernatural. She does believe that people believe in the supernatural, and she's kind of like calling for help of a, of a supernatural detective sort. 
That's, okay. that's what's well, going on. Well, that makes my choice much easier. I take the newspaper and put it above my head mm-hmm. like it is raining. Mm-hmm. And I run for the doors <laughs> of the trip. <laughs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> the um, the at the door of the trib, uh, there, there's uh, there's a, a cop because it's right outside of the, it's like right next to the crime scene. Who's like, hey, I need to see your press pass. Oh, Emil, wait, Emil, yeah. what the? And then you you're by him. Um, <laughs> and in the building. So the trip building is uh. A giant gothic structure, blah, blah, blah. It's it's more barren than you're used to it being, but it does seem to be operating. And there is a uh, tired-looking secretary at the front desk. Okay. Hello? Brenda? Uh, my name's Linda. Linda? She point- Hello, Linda. I'm here to see Nancy Friday. I have an appointment. You have an appointment? You have an appointment I- today? I do. I do indeed have an appointment. Tell Nancy that Emil is here with Felix. With Felix. Oh, with Felix Macab. Oh, you're the. Oh. Oh. No, 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 not with not with uh... Felix Macab. Felix the cat. Felix the cat. I I draw Felix the cat for the cartoons. The the police officer. Um. <laughs> walks in and he's like, Emil, you should be at the morgue. <laughs> in my spare time, I draw that little cat for the cartoons. <laughs> Mikowski! We'll talk. I'll be at the morgue in a minute. You're the city's coroner on this case. You're supposed to be doing your job. And the secretary's like, okay. you're the coroner on this case? Hold Linda? on a moment. And she goes to get Linda? Nancy. Get Nancy. <laughs> She's going to get Nancy because you're the coroner on this case. They would like to talk to you. Yes, yes, they do. Okay. Yes, they do. So uh, everything's she... coming up a meal. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she actually just takes you away from the officer, who's like, "But he's supposed to be." And uh, we will. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna grab a reporter and bring her to a you know area she's not supposed to be in, so that she can report on something she's not supposed to see. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, good. Good. Uh, so uh, she takes you up to the press floor while where uh, people are. It's a it's a newspaper, so it's you, you know what it's like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see Nancy. You see Nancy. Run over to Nancy. You run over to Nancy. Nancy. I've got the scoop of the century for you, but we have to do it at the morgue. She looks over at the person that she was sitting on the desk of as he was writing and she was uh, feeding him, uh, what are they, feeding him um, synonyms and it's like, uh, buddy, I'm, buddy, I guess I'm going on break. Um, and she walks over and grabs her trench and goes but, with but you. But we were flirting. Hey, wait. <laughs> You weren't getting anywhere, I promise. She grabs her, for my her little fedora with a... Uh, with the notepad stuck in. Oh, man. Uh, so much cooler than my hat. <laughs> and Once uh, again, for those of you at home, my hat is a keeper. So it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she goes with you. What do you got for me, Emil? 
okay, Nancy, here's the thing. I read your thing on the paper, and I know um, that you are going to tell me things that I want to know, and we can compare notes about the things. But I have to do the coroner exam on all four of the dead people for today. So that sounds really gonna, reasonable. So I'll go with a you. We can talk. And we're going to combine on this one and also whistle at Jeremy when you see him and tell him to send Felix to the morgue. <laughs> okay, I'll Yeah, okay, I'll be whistling at Jeremy because Jeremy's everywhere all the time and he's really easy to send messages to Mac to. Uh sure. Yes. Okay. Yes, he is. Jeremy is the name okay. of an informant company made up of many different plucky street Urchins. youths. Yes. Yes, it is. Oh. Okay. Okay. So, so let's cut back Nancy. to, hold on, let's cut back to, to you, Mac. All, All right. right. How you doing? Um, how deep am I into my studying here? Well, you've, you're, you've had a sandwich, um, and that sandwich is halfway eaten, and you haven't touched it for an hour. Um, and, uh, in front of you, you have a pegboard with lots and lots of little scraps of paper and, uh, yarn that you inexplicably had in your pocket, uh, pulled between different pins. Always carry yarn with you. You never know when you'll have to create a madman board. So, uh, you, on your previous stuff, you found out that, uh, this golden uh, Black Compass, uh, represents the Wayfinder Society, um, right. who is some group of independent contractors, uh, who have been involved with architecture on a lot of, um, of, uh, buildings in the city, um, especially ones in more recent years. And this time you were looking for, uh, what sort of more specific, specific information. Since you're putting in the time, you get all that information, but you gotta, Tell me yeah, I was um, first things first. I wanted the licensing office because I wanted a physical address. Oh, for, you wanted a physical people. address for these people. Yeah, I went to the licensing office because uh, uh, in order to be, you know, subcontracted onto a project, I imagine they would have to give out their information to someone. Okay, um, so they, you get. Um, Let's see. Information that you get on them. Uh, you get, uh, the name of the chair, um, which is Harbleblum de Budaba. Um. Harbleblum de Budaba. You know that Harbleblum. Sounds important. Harbleblum de Budaba is a, a librarian at one of the more, uh, prominent libraries in the city. Okay. Um, and based on what you're sensing throughout all of this stuff, he's definitely a magician of some sort. Um, uh, you also have a PO box for the company in general. Um, but he seems to be the main correspondent. Uh, after you get the library lead with him, you start looking through and you find out the chapter, at least the Chicago chapter, meets once a month in a meeting room at the library that they schedule out. And when when is the next meeting, out of curiosity? Uh, the next meeting actually isn't for a little while. Um, okay, Because okay. it's, it's around the holidays right now, so they're not... Sure. They have other um, how, stuff to be doing. How, uh, okay, so I have that information. Uh, 
who hires these people? So um, architects hire these people, and they are also involved with um, some other groups that now that you're looking at them, you suspect are uh, magic, mag- magical organizations. Uh, the real thing that you get about these people is uh, that they seem to be interested in uh, building passages, that they're all about finding different waypoints, connecting them magically. Um, really, there's some of their, you found, you find one really amazing piece, uh, deep in the archives that's like meeting notes. Um, and it's all about, um, drawing a line between, um, the, what is the name of that building? Um, between one of the major banks and, uh, but not, not like, between a bank and a, uh, a, the, the loop, the, sorry, not the loop, the, um, the L, uh, one of the main L stops, uh, you're starting to get the impression that they don't like walking in the cold and would rather walk somewhere else, say underground, or not walk at all to get from point A to point B in the city. What? Well, that doesn't make any sense. Who wouldn't want to walk outside in Chicago? Uh, <laughs> yeah, in December. That's I can't think Especially of anyone. They were on fire. Um, um right. so these um, are people so who I know where these people are. I know that they're often hired by magicians. I know that they are they don't want to be cold. Yeah, so the the biggest thing that you get is that um one uh known CEO of some company basically hired them to put something from his office to uh to both like the sales floor and his own home. Um so a word comes to mind and that word is teleportation. Now, what do I have thought of that word? I'm not even sure if it's in the pop cultural consciousness yet. Oh fine, you remember Emil talking about <laughs> this whole warp tunnel thing and as he it's was grousing like they make two circles with this creepy dust and one thing goes in one hole and comes out the other one. It's like teleportation. He was talking All about right, this. Now I remember Emil's <laughs> crazy ranting. He he gets cold a lot. He doesn't have a lot of body hair. Oh, if I only had more body hair. <laughs> yes, that's... You kind of zoned out on the conversation because that's how he always starts it. It's, if I only had more <laughs> body hair. And that makes you a little bit uncomfortable. And then he talks about teleportation. Mac, if I had more body hair, we wouldn't need to go drinking right now. But we desperately need to go drinking right now. Uh, all right. All right. Um, I, I think I'm getting what I need here. Um, How far away is this library and this librarian? Uh, so they're not too far. Um, it is, by the time that you finish putting all of this together, we added, we had four hours. It's, it's around 1230. Um, you can make it there by one. All right. I, let's see. Emil is probably waiting for me at the trib. At, by 10? Well, you were supposed to meet him there at eight. So, uh, unless you think he spent four hours there. He's probably no, he moved probably on. didn't get lost and stuck in a closet again. He learned his lesson the last time. Confounded doors. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that uh, at around noon you did get a message from a Jeremy um, that he was headed to the morgue. All right. 
Um, I am going to head right over to this uh, librarian then. Perfect. Let's cut back to Emil and Nance. Okay. So, both hands inside of a corpse. Um, <laughs> so they- just, like... <laughs> Doing my job. So okay. uh, Nancy, Nancy is is disguised. She's wearing a lab coat and uh, is taking notes and like is is holding on to a, a spare scalpel uh, and looking around nervously because a, a lot of cops are pretty interested in this and normally press aren't allowed into these sorts of things. Well, if my damn assistant hadn't quit yesterday, this wouldn't be a problem. Okay. Nancy, take yeah. notes. Got it. I make I make some rolls. Make some moves. Oh. Hello. Okay. Got a nine for that medicine roll. Okay. Um Well make okay. me make me make me four of them. We'll make we'll do it this way. Five for the next one. Mm-hmm. Four for the next one. And four for the next one. Okay. <laughs> cool. Uh so you uh, the majority of it looks to be the exact same stuff that you've uh, seen before. You take special care in noting uh, that they are charred from the inside. That's They've not been a thing. From the inside. Not also, a... it appears that they might have been in a standing position. They were in a standing position. Uh, you got that from the from the first two. They were in their uniforms. From the last one, you notice that absolutely, without a doubt, there was no struggle here. Um, there was no struggle. This guy was completely unprepared. He was calm. And also calm and, huh, interesting. His feet are... His feet are, are shod. He he was... Feet, were, or they were. So they're clean. Uh, you know, they're... They're clean. Their uniforms were removed. Huh. It's a strange thing. Strange, strange thing. Okay, all of their feet are clean. And they were burned from the inside out again. And it's the same tool. They didn't struggle. I'm going to make an occult knowledge roll now. And see if anything I possibly have. (gasps) Okay, 14 with a double explode. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. Okay. Um so from this uh you're getting that this these are individual uh instances that they're that based on like the the way uh the way that these things are drawn out of their body it looks like your best bet is that some person or people are doing this one at a time. And, uh, focusing a bunch of energy on each thing. So it's not, as you'd previously suspected, like firebug eggs hatching in someone or, or something uh, like that. Uh, this is. All of my previous theories were wrong, except for possibly straight fire magic. But that was, that was a general, like, thesis, not a, not a genuine theory. Okay. Nancy, it appears that they were focused on one at a time. This one died first. This one died second. This one died fourth. This one died third. Uh, you notice that the notes she's taking 
are really spectacular. Your your, your previous note takers were were not so so thorough. Gosh, Nancy, if if you ever get tired of being a woman reporter and you want to come be a, a coroner's nurse, newspaper man, newspaper man is the term we prefer. Uh, so newspaper things. Man. What could do this that wasn't uh, uh have uh, that isn't m- mumbo jumbo? Um, demon Aztec god. Demon Aztec God is exactly what I think Mumbo Jumbo is. So, um. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. I, I, um, like, firebug eggs were Mumbo Jumbo. Like, that Demon Aztec God, that's a serious threat. Um, genuinely, I, I don't know. I, I'm pretty good at this stuff, and I, I just can't think of anything. It doesn't even, huh. I'm, I'm going to look for the obsi- any residue of obsidian Ooh. in their chests okay. very, very closely. Uh, so you notice that it's not on their chests. Um, Eleven. But uh, um, you, this is, you've got this before, and you're, you're spending the time, and this is your job. Uh, you look at their clothes, and uh, you weren't really checking the backs of the clothes before. Uh, there is residue on the backs of their clothes, um, of this stuff. Uh, if you ask a, you know, if you were to ask one of the cops mauling about, um, you'd find out that they were discovered in a supine position. Okay. I, I don't know what that means. Supine is lying on your back. Okay. Prone is lying on your chest. Thank you. Thank you. I was never a wrestler. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Supine. They were lying on their backs. Were they naked? No, they were in uniform. They were in uniform. It's like their hearts were teleported out of their chests. But burned out of their chests. Simultaneously. It doesn't doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Okay, Nancy. Why do you mention why do you mention teleportation? Teleportation magic. Teleportation magic. She writes that down. Emil, I'm not gonna be able to say the teleportation Hold magic on. exists. You keep throwing around the word teleportation magic. Two words. You keep throwing around the two words teleportation magic. Uh, Emil, is that is that a thing I need to know about? Okay, Nancy. So, imagine you never had to step outside due to copious lack of body hair ever again. I'm imagining that. Wouldn't that be amazing? I I don't know. I kind of I kind of like the outside, Emil. Uh, okay, what's well, that got to do with people's hearts coming out of I, their chests? Anyways, you can move one thing to another place using a circle made out of this obsidian rock if you draw it in the right place. So there's this burn-shaped pattern on the back of their jackets that implies something is teleporting out into them or out of them. I can't quite figure, can I make some kind of roll to figure out, like, more of what's going on? Absolutely. Okay. And the result is a six. Mm. Let's see. A six is enough to get you actual um doubt surrounding whether or not it's not on the inside of their coats oh so you where is it 
No, so it was Unless I misunderstood. It's on the back of their coat. It's not on the inside uh, flap of it's not between their skin. So it's on the, the ground. So, they were placed on top of it. And you're not sure that if this does have to do with some drawing something out of their bodies, it's not interacting with them. You know, like it's not the substance itself isn't penetrating them. Huh. Okay. Well, I don't know if I'm right on this, Nancy. I, uh, everything's, everything's fuzzy with it, but, like, it looks like they're being put on top of the circle, teleportation circle, and it's, it's either moving them somewhere or it's moving something to them. All right, um, things we gotta, things I want to know right now. Um, one, how long has teleportation magic been around? Two. Who does teleportation magic in the city? Uh, hmm. Um, is that one? Is that one and two? Yeah, uh, uh, she might have more, but I don't at the moment. So you okay, you do so a thing, and I'll keep thinking forever. And two, um, uh, oh, okay, oh, okay, uh, fifteen. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh wow! Of course, you know what he's. He's looked into this subject because he desires it due to his yeah. lack of body hair. That's perfect. Due to my extreme lack of body hair, I have thought about this. It's just very expensive. But you know who does it? The Wayfinder Society. The Wayfinder Society. And you know where they are? <laughs> you actually, you don't know where they are because you know that they're a No, I'm asking you, Nancy, where are the Wayfinders? I don't, I, I could, I... You know what? I bet I can find them. You you betcha. So how about you tell me everything you know about them? They're a group of magical architects that are trying to build tunnels through the city. Sort of. You know that they tend to actually be student groups. Um, that's the majority of this work is, uh, like, the, the foundations are sound, and uh, people have found ways to find, like, stable teleportation things between, like, Two locations instantaneously. Um, that's old teleportation magic. Um, but it's, uh, it's really, it's, it's limiting. It's really only good for things like setting up something between, uh, your closet and, uh, you know, uh, your office, that sort of thing, which is why they tend to get involved with many of the, um, uh, why, why they tend to get involved with architecture firms. Uh, more modern stuff, uh, there have recently been student groups within the city getting more interested, um, because, uh, they're, they want to find more publicly friendly uses for this stuff that doesn't look necessarily like magic. Um, so they're trying to find ways to set up tunnels, say, underground in their, within their campuses. Or, uh, in major areas. Um, right now the city's kind of built on top of Marsh and City. So, uh, it's, it's hard to architecturally make that happen. They're looking for alternatives to that. Uh, something that, uh, y you think is kind of weird about this whole thing is if that's what's going on, uh, you don't, you know that setting up these points takes a bunch of time. Um, uh -huh. so you're not used, it would be weird for someone to be able to teleport, say, you two from that spot yesterday, unless that spot has been long since set up. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, that would be really strange. It's almost as if a whole bunch of murders have been happening around that specific spot, though. Huh. Okay, well... I relay what I can to Nancy without getting too much into the magical mumbo-jumbo that she doesn't believe. As soon as you say the whole student thing, mm-hmm. um, she goes, hold up, hold up, hold up. Does this mean anything to you? And she shows you a picture of a compass with a, with a, um, no, it, she actually shows you a uh, photograph. By George Washington's bald eagle. Yeah, it's that it's was on Mac's desk. It's oh, oh, well, there you go. Uh, it's it's of the kid sister of uh, the of Mrs. Hall. Uh, what? Yeah, she has the fetching shop girl. The fetching shop girl. She has uh, a cardigan. It's she's in school clothes, so she has like a you know a long a long over her knees skirt and a big sweater, and she has a pin on her lapel that is mm-hmm. that symbol. Um, and she's hanging out with some other people who have it. Um, oh boy, this is making the scene that I'm about to do. Oh, this poor man. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> I know that girl. That's our baby killer. She's she knows something, and I think I know where to find her. Nance, we gotta get Felix, cause I need someone who can be charming-ish, charmishing. That's a thing that we desperately need. <laughs> Cut over to God, Felix. Don't I know it? <laughs> you said like uh, as you were like feeling up a corpse's face and. Yeah. <laughs> This one, this one's for you, Daniel. Daniel's the corpse right in front of him. Yes. Forgive <laughs> 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 uh, me. Those of you at home, Kat, just, uh, just let soda out of her nose. It's pretty great. Pretty great. Okay, Felix. What we doing? So I'm going to the library, and I am making a beeline for this dude's office. Okay. Uh, so you make a beeline for the office of Harbleblum Debudaba. Debudaba. Who is not in his office. He is in the stacks. You find this out because you pass him on your way to his office as he is uh, okay. the cart. So then as I'm passing him, uh, like, would I recognize him? Uh, you... Could be any way? No. There's no way you would recognize Harbleblum Debudaba. So you get to his office, mm-hmm. and uh, it says Harbleblum Debudaba, and it's locked, um, but it has a window. What do you want to do, Mac? What do you I want, want to pick do? that lock. You want to pick the lock. Okay. I've got the lock picking skill. You do I'm, have the lock picking skill. Might as well and pick the lock. And you do have lock picks, so go for it. You don't have a minus two to the check. I'm going to say the DC is a, a five. Oh, wow. That's a great way to set the DC because I just rolled a four. <laughs> So you, uh, in broad daylight, have come storming into uh, a library that doesn't have many people in it, but uh, uh, into a public well-lit building, walked up to someone's office and (laughs) pulled out lockpicks. And started picking away. And um, uh, a, a, a man comes up to you. What does he look like? He looks like. A thin man, looking to be in about his mid-fifties. He's got a small bald patch on his head that he thinks he's hiding with a stringy comb over. 
He's got big, thick glasses and a mousy demeanor about him. Behind those glasses are wet, watery eyes. It looks like even in the winter season he's got some sort of allergy acting up. Maybe it's the dust in the stacks. I turn to him. Are you Harbleblum de Budaba? Are you picking my lock, sir? I stand I I stand up to my full height. I tower over him by at least three inches. I narrow my eyes. I lean my face in. The reek from my dead mouth crosses his nose and causes his eyes to water even more. You and I need to have some words. He looks totally, totally freaked out uh, and looks over to a a tidy-looking librarian who's, like, popped around the corner, looks concerned, and he... I shoot her a warm smile. She... She she continues to look concerned, but but Harbo Me and Blum, my friend, I I call over. He's gonna be in his office for a minute. We're old friends, and we need to catch up, don't we? Yes, don't don't worry, Stacy. Uh, I'll I'll finish um, I'll finish shelving those books soon. And he shows you into his office. Mm-hmm. I I uh, I close the door behind us, and I say, sit in your chair. He sits in his chair. I want you to tell me just exactly what this is. And I slam down a small vial of the sand that was found in my office on his table. Okay. So uh, he takes it and looks at it. And he starts listing out uh, compounds of things like obsidian and um, sand and uh, a teeny part of gold. Stuff like that. And he licks it. Looks at you. And do you know what sort of trouble this has been causing this city? No. Wow. No, this is meant to be helpful. Oh, wow. You play dumb pretty good, don't you? Uh, that's... You know what's sad? A girl getting murdered. That's sad. A girl getting murdered for some someone's sick, ritualistic jollies. That's sad. Want to know what's a damn tragedy? When a Jewish family has to explain to their children why the Greeks are antagonizing them. When cultures are fighting because someone like you decides they have some magical purpose that's more important than human lives. Who are you? He looks he he start he looks pretty upset and he stood up. I pull out my gun and say I am the coming storm. That's not a name. He sits back down. Name's Macab. Macab. Felix Macab. Felix Macab, the dead detective. We know you. He Well, you're about to get a lot more intimately acquainted with me. Oh, oh God, oh God. No, 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 no. Um, we, we're not, I'm not, we're not involved. We're, we're a peaceful organization. We're just trying to... A peaceful organization that somehow monitors my activity and is able to identify the substance that's been found at every crime scene. This has been found at every crime scene? 
oh god hold on a moment he goes over and he he uh unlocks uh like a, a thing under his desk um, slowly uh he slows down and pulls out just a book that's a ledger with names um and he uh puts it out on the desk to show you um look the wayfinder society is a group of people interested in putting in in setting up uh sustainable transit solutions throughout the city we we shouldn't we are not involved the group as sanctioned is certainly not involved here are the members in it of course we know you members list well, that's the current members list yes he um i i grab it <laughs> okay and with still with my gun on him i start thumbing through it looking for any familiar names um so the only familiar well um crap ha we win no you actually don't because you don't have this name. Uh, you only have a first name for this person. Um, you have the full members list. Congrats. Is it Rob Heinzu? Is it Rob Heinzu? Who's Rob Heinzu? He is the genius that brought us 4th edition Dungeons and Dragons. Oh. Of which the Wayfinder Society <laughs> is all about. <laughs> yeah, fine. You recognize some people that you've run into uh in magic excursions throughout the city. They've actually mm-hmm. for the most part been been the sort that keep to themselves and are just interested in either personal gain oh, or taking it fuck. up as a the girl hobby. from the Okay. Um Mr. DeBudaba I'm, yes. I thank you for this piece of evidence, but I'm warning you, if I find out you are somehow related to this, you are going down, but whether it's through the law or me. It's it's really an honor to just be a part of this. If if there's any other way I can help, uh, please let me know. That's, I can... God damn it, you're, you're making it really hard <laughs> to play bad cop, and I want to so badly. <laughs> well, I will be back! I am mad at you. Oh, I am mad at you. I would, I would actually, if if you wouldn't mind uh, making a copy of the list instead of just taking the list, I, I write it on very. I I, the, I like the paper stock that it's currently on. Fine, fine. <laughs> I will be here for the next twenty-five to thirty minutes, <laughs> meticulously copying down this list. So oh, perfect. Good. So uh, I'm gonna say that uh, you guys are roughly synced up in your timelines. Do you do you want to try getting together? Maybe. Is that, yeah, um, absolutely. Yes. Well, yes. Emil has Emil has had a brain fuzzy moment now that he remembers that, or rather, has it has been revealed to him that the student organization is some way, some way behind part of this. He takes a closer look at that picture Nancy's given him. Yes. And he thinks back to that terrible, terrible night in the Red Squirrel. The Red Squirrel. Mm-hmm. And the girl that walked out with him. Yep. That lead they never followed up on. <laughs> that lead they never Nothing followed up on. Nothing good comes out of the Red Squirrel. <laughs> uh, that girl's name was Hazel. And, What's uh, her name? Name was Hazel. 
Uh, and she, and she's, she in this photo? She's not in the photo because this is a photo of, uh, the kid's sister's university, which is out of state. So uh, Hazel doesn't actually go to her college. Damn it. Okay. Well, that lead couldn't possibly important when I be important when I meet up with Mac at all. So we'll leave that Just one alone. Ignore it. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys want to skip forward to yeah, we're gonna skip you skip having forward. gotten together? Yeah, we're together yes. and we're going to the Hallmark store. Okay, you're together, you're going to the Hallmark store. Nance is off trying to trying to put together solid evidence on a thing and doing her um job. I, I give I, I give uh Nance or I, I, I let before we have everybody split off, I want to look at these names. I've got a name I've got the names of every single member of the Wayfinder Society. Yep. Well, yeah. Sir- is there a girl named Hazel either on that these list? Do recognize the name? Like, sure. So, uh, um, there is a Hazel on the list um, that Emil gets all wrapped up and enraged about immediately. Um, Damn it! And uh, could have solved this case two nights ago if we just talked to that terrible girl from that terrible bar. And uh, Agnes De Carlo pops out, and uh, uh, Nance. Pull, pegs her as the the shop girl and shows you the photo. Okay. We gotta go back. We gotta go find this girl and play bad cop, bad cop with her. Alright. Okay, so we're on our way to the Hallmark <laughs> so you're store. You're on your way yeah, to the Hallmark store. We're on our way store. to the Hallmark store. Uh, uh, okay. Emil. Or Candy, I need you to go around the back. She's okay. definitely going to try and run. Uh, so I should shoot her with the grave gun, right? Mm, uh, I, I would like us to solve the case before we do any shooting with supernatural hell weapons. Uh, use, use your Derringer. <laughs> okay. I mean, I've got one of those, too. Remember, go, it's in go, here somewhere. Go for a leg. Oh, there it is. I've attached a, uh, a scalpel to the top of my Derringer so that I don't lose it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so it's like a teeny bayonet. Is that a yeah. bayonet? <laughs> oh, your Derringer? That's so scary. <laughs> okay. Stabbing motion. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, I just have a hunch, Candy, but... Keep an eye on the apartment above. Do you think you're uh, going to get shot in the spine? I very well could get shot in the back on this one. I'd prefer not to, but that just might be how my life goes. Okay, well, if a kid sister's for involved, the record, I, uh, I kind of called this a minute or two ago. So, <laughs> just going to put that out there. All right, well, I'll be sure to credit you <laughs> when I have the gaping wound in I'll my back. back. Whatever. Dead man. Always complain about being dead. Okay. Let's do this thing. I go around the back alley. You go around the back alley. And I put, uh, actually, two of the slight tin trash cans. Uh-huh. I just put them right next to the door so that when the door opens and someone runs out at top speed, they just go straight into the trash cans. Perfect. Okay. Now, Because I'm is smart. There, uh, canvassing the front. 
Uh, is there much activity going on inside? Uh, oh, because Christmas winter, has yeah, been canceled. Cold. So getting around the back was pretty easy. Uh, you were able to go behind the trib building and then the, the alley and I, get your way through. And... I, am, I am also taking a, a cup of water and spilling it because it's winter in Chicago, and I'm making a little patch of ice right there. Oh, perfect. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's I, I love it. Um, okay. Uh, good setup, good setup. You're like timing out the, you're like, and Max should be at the front door now, and ice. Um, but, uh, Mac, you're having a significantly harder time getting to the front door. First off, oh, uh, really? crowded around, you know, uh, uh, around the bridge and, uh, on the sidewalks, um, there are a bunch of people. There's a police barricade set up. Um, there are people complaining about, uh, not being able to have access to the street. Um, there are people asking questions about the stuff. Uh, the, the, the mood of the crowd is kind of, kind of frantic, annoyed, scared. Uh, people, people generally don't seem, uh, don't seem too pleased. Say, fella, what's going on here? They shut down Michigan Avenue. They shut down all the the whole magnificent mile. A whole magnificent mile's been shut down. Not so magnificent today. I got a client that I have to get to. Well, I got two kids that are going to be really sad when Santa doesn't show this year, and this is my only day off this week. You look like you could use a cigarette. <laughs> he accepts. What brand is this cigarette? Oh boy. Um it's Lucky Strike. Lucky Strike? Why don't you tell me something about Lucky Strike? Give me a commercial. If you're having ho- if you're suffering holiday woes, there's a solution for it. That's the cool smooth flavor of Lucky Strike cigarettes. Doctor recommended for calming those edgy nerves. And Emil, do you want to do your doctor recommendation? They're the only brand that I smoke. Of all the carcinogens to put into your lungs that will cause you a swifter demise, I like Lucky Strike. <laughs> uh, what is it? Lucky Strike, a boon for a breathless age. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. The man seems somewhat mollified, but the general atmosphere isn't great. Um, do you have a? Do you have anything sneaky? Um, yes, I do. I will roll that now. I get a six. Okay. Um, a six is enough for you to think through this whole situation, go, how in the world am I going to get onto this? Uh, and you go, I still have a press pass. Sure, it's old, but I do have one from back in the day. I never gave it back. So, uh, you, you know, fish that out and flash it to someone who's not paying too much attention because that really fat woman from the other day apparently didn't get her cards and is very upset about it still. Um, so you managed to get through the shot, the things past the trip building. So you're really sneaky and getting around to the front and you can see that the shop is closed. Right. Of course. And I instantly go to, in broad daylight, lock picking. <laughs> Uh, great. Okay. Uh, roll me a lockpick. You're at negative... Eight. Okay. Well, you hit a six, which is, um, which... Should open a shop lock. Yeah, right? which is fine. Well, it's a shop lock. Well, I mean, it has, like, four locks on the door. 
It's not, you know, it's a it's a shop. It's not one lock. Um. So uh, should I roll for each of the lock? Yeah, do do that for me. Okay. Seven on the next one. Mm-hmm. How many locks are there? Four. Oh, nine on the third. And nine again on the fourth. Beautiful. So you manage. Hot dog. So you get in. It's quiet. Too um, quiet? It might be too quiet. I pull out my gun and I put it in my pocket um, and hold it in my pocket as I sneak around the shop, uh, keeping keeping ears open. My sneak is a six. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm making my way to the back room. Okay. Uh, no one seems to be there, from what you can tell. You're you're getting really tense, and you think anyone's going to jump out at you at any moment, and then they don't! (gasps) Jesus. You're uh, at the back room. (laughs) Hang on, I take a moment to light up a Lucky Strike cigarette. (laughs) Lucky Strike. It'll kill you eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I slowly open the door to the back room. The door to the back room was left, uh, was, was locked, but you managed to unlock it, um, because it just has one lock. Uh, mm-hmm. you are in the back room. Back room is an office. Uh, there is a, an ice box. Uh, there is a desk. There are a lot of papers and filing cabinet and, uh, boxes of cards. And then there, there, okay. there's also a door to a closet. And uh, then in the very back, there's a small, dingy, not cleaned window and a door that that leads to the door. outside, yeah. presumably. Presumably. Okay. Um, I I pull out. I pull my gun out of my pocket and I open the door to the closet. Okay. Uh, in the closet. There are a and bunch of... Please tell me some mops fall out. <laughs> and... <laughs> that's, that's nice. Maybe they do. Maybe a mop <laughs> falls out, which is kind of weird because as you look in, it's a big storage closet full of boxes of cards. Uh, All right. Yeah. Okay. Doing double uh, time as a mop closet. So clearly, uh, now now I'm starting to think I'm alone a little bit. I'm going to start going through these papers. So you start going through the papers. For, yeah. Uh, for evidence of anything. Okay. Um you are finding a lot of stuff about uh um about card shipments. Um there's a communication with uh with what's his face? With Mr. They ship it all to one city first and then they ship it out to the rest of the country? No matter where they're shipping from, that's madness. Um, you're finding, you find, uh, some personal letters from Mr. Hall, to and from Mr. Hall's brothers, mm-hmm. um, that are talking about, uh, how things are going just in the family in general. Like one, one's going to be getting married soon. That's exciting. Uh, and a, another's kid started going to school this past year. So he's freaking out about that. Um, but they're talking about how card sales are doing. And, uh, there's like a, there's a sense in Mr. Hall's, Mr. Hall basically is saying that, uh, that the card game's getting bigger in Chicago. Not that it was ever that lucrative to begin with, but if they're going to make this thing stick and make it last, they really need to, uh, do something new this year. And he's talking about, like, cards for different holidays, and, uh, he's, you can see the blueprints for wrapping paper. Ho ho. 
<laughs> the blueprints. The blueprints for wrapping paper. Colorful part here. Yeah, no, Not it's a so colorful part the, here. The first, the first draft was just a line, and it just says side view. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> There's a lot of that um, going on. So is, is is there a role that I would need to make? You can make an me investigation, an, or you guys, uh, you could make me a notice right now, uh, or okay. an investigate and take a bunch of time. Okay, I will make a notice, um, because I don't want to freeze a meal to death. Um, and this is, uh, should I, I should include my plus two for my cat eyes, right? Uh, yes, because you haven't bothered turning on a light. Of course, you haven't. All right. Eleven. Eleven. Well, no, no. Cat cat eyes gives me a plus two generally, and I don't take a penalty for the dark. Mm. Mm. Gotcha, Why gotcha. On Very cool. Earth would I turn lights on when that gives my uh, opponents advantages? You're right. No, it's smart. It also lets people know that I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Emil, you hear rustling inside. Oh, okay, here here we go. Here we go. I pull out the derringer with the tiny little. Um, scalpel on top of it. Check the ice to make sure it's nice and slick. And you're ready. Uh, Mac, you see uh, on the edge of the desk um, the textbook uh, that Agnes was reading the other day. Yeah, yeah. Um, I pick it up and look at it. Okay. Uh, it's it's a, uh, a history tome about um gaming in the the history of games in uh the country um and she has a bunch of things uh uh pages marked up with uh post-it notes the little little ones with with, oh, with small parts exist. that stick them on them in our time and uh um they they just say things like hoyle and uh have you know like little little drawn out things that some sometimes there'll be a symbol that you're like that's not that's not a that's not english that's not any language that you know um pointed to different passages in the thing um and based on your from what you've hung out with a meal uh she seems to be gl- gleaning some magical information from this it was right in front of my face the whole time I'm always a sucker for sweet eyes, but it seems that she's involved in this deeper than we expected. And for the life of me, until we find her, there's only one person who I can think of who would give me any answers. Um, and with that, I am going to, uh, take the book, mm-hmm. uh, and open the door to the back and walk out yes. without thinking first to yell to Candy at all. <laughs> Candy, the back door opens. Someone's stepping out. Yeah, wait for them to slip on the ice. You wait for them to slip uh, on the ice, Max! And I immediately and with terrific aerial fashion slip on that ice <laughs> and slide right into the garbage yeah your your legs up. you slip in such a way that both of your legs get kicked out from under you and each foot lands on one of the two trash cans and kicks them both <laughs> one just clatters wow. very audibly and the other trash spews out of it mm. uh, well my uh, nemesis you <laughs> you laid a fine plan but you're not smart enough to beat Dr. Emil Candy. 
Back oh. with the back with the hell. <laughs> what the hell, Pat? Uh, oh, oh, my back. Oh, my back. You let her get away. Getting hurt anyway. <laughs> you let her get away, Pat. Oh, she was she wasn't in there. <laughs> Is she in the apartment upstairs? That's that's the only place I could think she'll be. Okay. Now, there was well, only one obvious exit. Uh, ruined my last trap. Time I was so, there. so let's go and get her. Or at least go get her sister. Escape. Or something. Yeah. So you go up the fire escape. And you sneak on up and uh, you go and all of the lights are dimmed. Peeking, you're peeking in the window, can I see anything? You can see with nothing. Notice roll? Well, with your notice roll, uh, the room seems to be empty. Okay. All right. I'm going to pick this lock. Pick the heck out of that lock, huh? And I roll a four. You do not pick the heck out of that lock. Uh, you do. Uh, it just takes you 15 minutes and uh, a lot of annoyance. And, Damn it. Damn it. Almost got it. Hold on. I'm going to get it this time. Got it. I got it. I got it. Uh, Emil, I imagine, was pretty tense the whole time, expecting someone to bust out that door and uh, rain, rain hot lead upon you. But that did not happen. Uh, <laughs> good for us. Very f- tense 15 minutes passed, and you are now inside of the apartment. All right. Um, again, I am being sneaky, staying low. I have my gun out, and I'm going to I'm gonna roll a notice looking for any signs that somebody might be here right now. Yeah, you do that. Roll me a notice. All right, that is an eight. An eight. Uh you, the apartment isn't all that huge, and you discern quickly that no one is here. All right. Candy? Mm. We gotta turn, I, I toss him the book. Do you know anything about this? It's a history of games, but she appears to be picking up on some deeper meaning that uh, makes no sense to me. Uh, uh, is, that a, is that a Hoyles? It's a Hoyles. It's not actually by Hoyle. Uh... All the books by Hoyle have more or less been destroyed by that point, by this point. Um, but people still find ways to write about him and how influential he was in the thing, and bits of small pieces of information make it into different books. So if you're going Mac, to you, go uh, the Huckster route, that's how you a, do it. It's a magic book, Mac. If it's referencing Hoyle, he, uh, he taught a whole bunch of people almost 50 years ago how to be black wizards. It's, uh, it's a good book. Fine reading, but no match for, for real science. Uh, you two talk and have a little... Uh, things you're going to find in this apartment are, for the most part, uh, uh, holiday stuff. And then you're going to find uh, a bunch of stuff with that sand. Um, and it's going to all be set up around the area that the girl was clearly Before sleeping. Before you run away, Kat, yeah. one, only one question. Yeah. Is there a single picture of the either of these women in the house. Mm, interesting. Uh, yeah, there's not a picture. Well, there's actually a picture of all three people. Most of the pictures in the house are of either uh, people who you don't know or mm. uh, Mr. Hall or Mrs. Hall. But there's one that has both Mr. and Mrs. Hall and the girl. It looks like they're dropping her off at the school. Uh, so... Felix, is, uh, does anyone actually need this much tinsel? Uh, you know, I've never found much need for it since I died, but uh, when I was alive, I, I, I was a big fan of tinsel. <sighs> it's like, 
it's like you can't have a conversation. It's like you can't have a conversation without you saying that you died. It's like, <laughs> even if I was a normal person, I would think that that was like totally banal by now. And my big problem is that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that a living person isn't ready to hear about the problems of a dead person. There's nothing wrong uh, with death. Is, are we going to have another angry dead guy conversation? There's nothing wrong with death. You seriously just called me an angry dead guy a couple of minutes ago. Do you have any idea how much that stereotype hurts my people? You don't have people. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll dead have you people, know. Dead people don't have opinions. You're just a weird one that happens to be walking around. I have heard of other Harrowed in uh, my lifetime. Right, I've, like, I've heard like of Abraham it. Lincoln. I've heard that one, too. Abraham Lincoln was not Harrowed. He was. Hate to break it to you, that's a lie. John Wilkes Booth, on the other hand, definitely Harrowed. Oh, ab- ah, how dare you! How dare oh, you imply oh, that Wilkes oh. Booth is Harrow? So only only good people can be Harrowed. That's you're, my going theory. I haven't met a bad more, guy yet. More, more than happy, more than happy to let the president of the United States be Harrowed. But oh, the guy who shoots the president, he can't be Harrowed at all. No, he can't be Harrowed. He's alive. That's a living people thing. Oh, okay. Because only living people kill dead people. And living people, living and people living kill people. living people pretty I'm, often. I've, and so dead people can't kill living people. I haven't. I I've, I haven't. I mean, I've done it once or twice. I'll admit to that. But they were bad living people. Oh, okay, okay. Well, then maybe by your standards, Abraham Lincoln wasn't very good, huh? He was great. He was, he was great. great American who yeah. who was our first harrowed president. He was not harrowed. That is ridiculous. That's what happened. It did not happen. That is. That is totally strange. That is just ridiculous concept. And, and where do you get off saying you don't like tinsel? Who likes tinsel? Tinsel is awful. Lots of people like tinsel. That's why we sell tinsel. People are selling greeting cards, too. No one likes those. Old people love those. <laughs> they think they are incredibly thoughtful. And necessary. Old dead people. Um, what have you found so far? What? What's your investigation look like? Oh. Tinsel. We, had, we found some tinsel, and then we screamed about how Abraham Lincoln either was or was not harrowed. <laughs> oh my god, really? Yeah. We accomplished a lot. <laughs> um, so... Okay, no, here's how I want this investigation to break down. Three people live in this apartment. There are different rooms. So... I, I imagine you're both doing investigation roles. Tell me roughly yes. what you're looking for, and I'll give you some lead, and then tell me what how you want to follow up looking for more stuff about that. Because right now no one's here. Unless I'm wrong, it wouldn't bug you if someone showed up. So I imagine you're putting time into this and really taking this place apart. Yeah. So I'm going to investigate the girl's room and see if she has, not the wife, but the girl. Um, I'm going to see if she has a calendar book or like a date book or if she left a diary open or um, possibly like a manifesto, um, any, any kind of written plan that she might have. Um, she doesn't, she has a journal, Sam, thank you very much. Um, next to her, like pair, her oversized pair of slacks or jodhpurs, if you will, that isn't so much dates as a, a 
a theory book. Like, it's just a place for her to write down her, what, what she thinks about things. Um, so. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna carefully peruse at least the last month of it. Over the last month, there are things that, that say basically like, small jumps, uh, perfected, or, you know, the, the like testing successful. Um, mm-hmm. but only to stable nodes. And then a bunch of stuff about trying to get away from, from like temporary node to temporary node instead of, uh, temporary node to stable node. And can I, mm-hmm. can I do a leaf through and find out where she gets, like, where she started this from? Like, how far back is she? How long has she been doing this? She's been doing this for the past, I'm gonna say, year. It's been around a year that she's been really, wow. um, she, based on her, her coursework and the, the the numbers associated with them. Um, she's a sophomore. She got involved with this organization, um, like the second half of her freshman year. And uh, she's she's not just a part of this organization, but she's really interested in the work that they're doing here and is 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 clearly not just in this, but in other things too. She's trying to write her own spells. Some are less successful than the others because of uh, how much access she has to the materials The um, for this, since it's an organization, she's been focusing a lot of effort on this over the past year and is pretty, pretty psyched about this. And there's stuff about, like, all the things we'll be able to do in the future. So strange. She doesn't talk about brutally murdering a whole bunch of people, though. Doesn't. Huh. All right. Um, well, the only other thing I can think of, if no one here shows up, is that that terrible girl from that terrible bar, Hazel. She mentioned we could meet her somewhere if we were looking for her. Where was that? Where was that? My etiquette memory remembers it with a with a solid ten. I think it was the Dill Pickle Club, actually. Mm-hmm. The Dill Pickle Club. It was. Um, uh, I now I want to do my investigation. Yep. Um, so I was looking in the husband wife area. Their their bedroom or the rest of the house? Like the rest of the house. Okay. Um, I, I think my role. Uh, that you're going to find out about shortly. It was good enough to cover pretty much everything else. Okay. Uh, I'm looking for evidence of the wife's involvement and uh, perhaps uh, the uh, Mr. Hall stumbling onto something that he shouldn't have. Um, I rolled uh, on, on my dice. Uh, both of my dice exploded. And including the plus two for my cat's eye benefit, I got a 21. Wow. Jesus. So if there is some sort of molecular evidence of the wife's involvement, I feel like I pick up on it. That's a lot. So here's here's kind of the trail of what you find. This is clearly not where he spends most of his time. She appears to be more involved in the business than she originally let on. Um, you can just tell based off of like the way things are arranged that this has a, a, a womanly air to it. But um, she's been prototyping a lot of... of uh, of wrapping paper <laughs> and messing around with uh, failed pa- design. <laughs> well, <laughs> Side view is super thick. <laughs> well, that's the problem, right? That Won't it's, wrap. It actually is all about paper thickness and what you can get to work with the limited hmm. tape technology that they have these days and what they can do cheaply. Um, there's a lot about that in her ledger. Um, that's in a much neater hand than his was downstairs. 
Um, so she put, has been putting a lot of effort into this, uh, aside from the, the room with the fainting couch that you saw her in from the outside and the other window from the outside looks in on the kitchen where there has, there are a bunch of bottles of hooch under the sink. Um, that hooch swilling woman. Uh, you notice that, um, the, some of these bottles like are, that this is, this was, not all of it. Some of it's old, good wine, but some of it is more recently obtained within the past month. And let's see. Um, so aside from those two rooms and uh, the living room, all you're really finding that where the fainting couch was, there's books and uh, pictures about their other interests and their friends and and stuff. Mm-hmm. You find out, you realize that... that uh, in her earlier years, she and her sister had a bit of a performance act together. You know this because there are many books on dancing um, around the, the like fan dancing and things like that, uh, that uh, she's actually only two years older than her sister. There's like one picture of them in like red flamenco dance d- dresses with fans that have been lit on fire. Then there are all of these other, you know, things about just... Uh, other friends, um, most of them seem to be performers, and most of the books are then just about interesting intellectual intellectual subjects. The other room over is a study where she's been doing all of this stuff. The only difference that you really, aside from there being a bunch of work on this, you can tell that she hasn't written anything um, for the past, like, three weeks. About wrapping paper. About wrapping uh, paper, etc. The business. Mm-hmm. What else are you looking for? I can just tell you everything that's in this house, but if you're looking for things, that'll make it easier to. You know, the more the the more that I know, the more questions that I'll have. That's that's true. Like I got a, I got a twenty one on my investigation. Give me give me what I can get from here, and then I will synthesize that information. Yeah. I mean, only tell me things that you think are relevant and useful. Yeah. He doesn't seem to do a lot of work up here. If you want to find out more about his work, you're going to have to go back downstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, she was more involved with the business than she originally seemed to let on, but it's more on right. the thing that's, uh, she also seems fairly active. Um, she keeps in touch with a lot of her friends. You find some correspondences about that. Uh, people insisting on her getting back in the game, missing her. Um, who are her friends? Her friends are, for the most part, performers. Um, you have a solid list of names, and if you need me to actually give you them at some point, we can do that. But they're not, they're not people who have been previously involved in this to date. It looks like there's nothing for us here. Much like my apartment. (laughs) Yes. So you go back downstairs, and you give me investigate roles on his office. All right. Oh, uh... 15. I got an eight. Oh, much better. Good job. Um, that's perfect, Emil, because you are the person most useful in this. Anyway, you find some of the residue under his desk. It's it looks like uh, it's actually there was effort put into cleaning it up, but there's some of that stuff there. Um, Guess we found our kidnapper. Um, you also uh, in looking through stuff with his um, with his brothers, you're starting to get the sense they talk about holidays in a really like way serious tone 
they're talking about like appeasing the spirit of the holiday instead of just talking about greeting card bullshit. They seem less interested in actually making money, um, but they're they're excited about the money, but it seems directly correlated to um, something having to do with spirits of holidays. This is crazy town. Okay. This is just crazy town. I, I don't even know. This is starting... Now what I'm confused about. Okay, so they've clearly been fueling their greeting card operation with some sort of magical ceremony to appease the Manitou who care about Christmas or whatever. Um, yeah, Why? Sure. Why would they... Clearly! It, it seemed... That's clearly what's happening. I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean what, what, what would you think? Why, why, else, why else would his brothers care about the spirits of holidays? I have no idea. It Just, makes no goddamn sense. I don't know. <laughs> Clear, clearly, her kid sister was has been involved with teleportation magic. She has yes. been more involved in this business than she's led us on. Not her, his, why, wife, his wife's been more involved. Right. And he, why, why did he disappear? Why did they come to us? Or me? I, I don't know. <laughs> and I where do we find them? Well, we, we can go to the dill pickle club, I guess, but like. That's the only, that's the only choice we have. The only lever we have right now, so. We're off to the Dill Pickle Club. You're off to the Dill Pickle Club. You've spent a bunch of time doing this, so it's actually appropriate for you to be able to go to the Dill, Dill Pickle Club. It's around uh, it's around 7 at night. 7.30. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dill, Dill Pickle Club is uh, an interesting joint on the north side that's kind of a, a haven for uh, intellectuals with uh, especially people who while generally peaceful, might have ideas that don't mesh with uh, current society. A lot of people also, I don't know, kind of, um, if you're if you're a down-on-your-luck sort of artist, it's a, it's a good place to find someone who will put you put up with lodging, etc. It's, it's a classic speakeasy in that it is completely unmarked. Um, there's just a door and a wall. Luckily, Mac knows where it is because he lives above, above it. Wait, what? Yeah, Mac's lived above this the whole time. Where do you think I get all my booze? Mac, I, how do you think they teleported us back? They didn't teleport us back to your apartment. They teleported us back to the Dale Pickle Club. There's, that's, oh boy. But I, I, I know the manager of the Dill Pickle Club. There's no, let's, let's go let's, in this club. Let's, let's kill them. <laughs> let's kill them all. Please don't. They're just very bohemian, which I <laughs> know is so annoying. Bo- they're, they're so, so bohemian. bohemian. Oh, so Sam, bohemian. they're people wearing scarves and they don't have to be. Inside, they're inside. Take off the scarf. I don't have any body hair. <laughs> so I I do the secret knock. You do the secret knock, uh, which is it, which is shaving a haircut. Um, yes, and there's like a, an almighty clank, clank from the inside as everyone traditionally does the thing together. Um, and then uh, some... God, I hate this place more than the Red Squirrel. <laughs> no, this is very great. This is a great atmosphere. Wait until you meet their mixologist. Oh God, <laughs> I don't want to do this scene. Invented. Oh no. Okay, you get let in. It's you want to describe it? Go, Mac. Go crazy. 
The Dill Pickle Club is a place where all of the people who can't integrate into regular society because they're too annoying or strange go. There are a lot of people who tint their glasses dark, who smoke substances other than tobacco, and like to imbibe green liqueurs. This is the sort of place where people go to excitedly talk about their new poem or the song they've been working on. A lot of young folks here and old folks who act like young folks. This is the sort of place that every city has, but ours is definitely special. Cool. Good job. Um, give me, give me notice rolls. Awful. Awful. Eight. Four. Eight and a four. Uh, four, you are too repulsed by everything to really notice oh. anything. Eight. Even um, knowing that we're about to catch this terrible sicko doesn't make me any happier to be here. There are two people in here that uh, are of any interest to you. Mac, you know a lot of the people, but uh, there's that guy who is that, uh, who, that, that ex newspaper man who uh, writes the Holmes fan fiction. And uh, there's Hazel. Over in the corner. Oh, of course he does. Of course. Sherlock Holmes was a Harrowed. Not Abraham Lincoln. God. <laughs> everyone knows that. Oh, do you guys... Abraham Lincoln was definitely a Harrowed. Uh, a liar. So you a have, liar. like, a, a Harrowed dar? You guys are always talking about people <laughs> being Harrowed. He's totally Oh, harrowed. he's totally Harrowed. <laughs> Very good. Um, so I, I walk up uh, and go... Evening, Hazel. Uh, and what's this guy's name, Cat? Evening, Hazel. You came around. Hi. We've been busy, and we're hoping Vaguely. you can help us. Yeah, I did offer my help before. Uh, what can I help with? She was um she was poring over yeah some some stupid looking magical text that doesn't seem to have anything to do with this. And, uh, what's this kid sister's name again? Agnes. Agnes. Where's Agnes? Agnes, she's the kid sister of Lauren Hall. She's also happens to be a member of the Wayfinder Society shh, and shh, don't, don't. a magic practitioner. So, shh, come on, sit down, lower your voices. You're talking about Agnes DiCarlo. Yeah, I know Agnes. DiCarlo. Agnes is a is a good kid. She should be home for the holidays at her, at her sister's place. Yeah, but they're not. No one's there. Wait, wait, where's her sister's place? The, uh, right, right above the hall shop. Yes, that yes. one. That one. That one. Yes, that on one. On a different fake sister, or real sister. No, no, that's Twisting her. Twisting in the wind. That's Twisting her. Twisting in the wind, Felix. It's her sister. Uh, Lauren's also pretty nice. What? Well, they're not there. That's terrible. I don't know where they are. What does that have to do with? Uh, I thought you were coming to talk to me about the um. You know, the Hanukkah thing. They may be involved in this. Someone from the Wayfinder Society has been using teleportation magic. That's what and the Wayfinder Society... Evidence, evidence of those circles have been found at every crime scene. Oh, she looks, uh, she looks pretty shocked. In Agnes's notes, she talks about something called temporary nodes. Yeah, yeah, Agnes is, um, is, is really smart. She's been trying to find ways to, um... To, so a node is a stable location from which someone can teleport, um, and there are uh, a bunch of those set up around the city, and Agnes has been trying to find ways to not just teleport um, from X location uh, that's not 
a staple node to those, um, but from a well, she's done node it. To- okay, Hazel, I'm going to be, I'm going to try to like keep my cool instead of losing my mind here. But we're going to skip some of this boring crap. Okay. Okay. If I wanted to combine the teleporty magic and remove people's hearts from their chest. And from the I, inside. For some route, I put them down on top of something. I lay out the I lay out the scheme to her. I think people have been putting been put like on top of a of a node and something's been being done to them. Does any of that make sense to you? No. The way that teleportation works, it shouldn't be able to bypass flesh. We were teleported last night. Well, yes, it's about it, it's about transporting whole substances. Taking one like thing out of the like thing doesn't actually make sense to me. All right, so that's probably probably they. My theory, my running theory, is that they've been doing this fire magic at a separate location and then teleporting their victims in uh, by in the alley by the Tribune and dragging the bodies there. Oh God, you really to think... send some sort of message. You, you really think Agnes is involved with this? I think either Agnes is involved with this or somebody who had access to Agnes's notes is involved with this. Agnes's notes. Uh, I imagine that would be pretty hard to discern. Do you guys have Agnes's notes? They're right here. Whoa! <laughs> um, so she grabs those and starts looking at them. Last I checked, she hadn't been able to perfect any of this. While this is theoretical, I, I feel like maybe we can work out how she was doing this and recreate it. That'll possibly, you guys might be able to to use some of the stable nodes that that she remarks on to go wherever they've been going. Hazel, Super. has anyone ever told you you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen? Uh, she she turns slightly red, but just ignores you. <laughs> um. Cool. So you guys are going to spend a little bit of time doing that. Um, yes. But skip forward to uh, around midnight. Ta-da! You now have the ability to, uh, from a temporary node that you now know how to set up, get to a stable one that you know about. Well, the okay. clock is running. Well, let's do it before anyone else has to die because of our massive incompetence. But where do we go? We'd it doesn't to... matter. But we Wherever have to go to. Us. I believe the parameters let out said that it's got to be a node that we know about. No, it's wherever it's going to take us, right? Hazel. No, you need to know about it. We don't know about it. Well, why don't you go <laughs> go detect? I don't know how. The way you actually do this uh, is uh, you figure you're going to be able to find either uh, information about a stable node or something back at the location, or at least figure out where the one that was used in that office, or like where that, that went to. Uh, you've also, fi- from this, you've been able to figure out how to read some of the stuff, uh, the compounds, and find out where the trail's going um, when... You know, when people teleport, you can look at stuff afterwards. Okay, so we have to go to the office or the alley uh, to try and discern where those port- portals have gone to. Yes. So uh, you're... do we do? What about the? Okay, that that never mind. Yeah. 
Okay, so you're doing that, and on your way there, the barricade's set up, and there are a lot of people around. So uh, okay. you go well. up to to you 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 know you're stopped by someone, um, and state coroner. Yeah, have a badge. So you're let in up to a point, and one of the the cops you'd seen earlier slaps you on the back and is like, uh, "Good job, Emil. You did it. That girl from the trip was able to put away the killer." Uh, I'm amazing. So I'm amazing. What 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 happened? The gist quickly. The gist and uh, is that they. They were able to rule on a bunch of circumstantial evidence. Someone found Agnes, and she is now at a holding cell. Sounds However, great. she Got was it. able to to kill five more, five people. So that's great. And she, they have she was? The, so basically, the story is that uh, five people were found dead in front of the Tribune, but on top of but standing there with them, kind of zoned out, was this young girl. This girl ended up being Agnes DiCarlo. And once that information, you know, got out to someone who got the information back to Nance, she presented a bunch of of stuff to someone who uh, is masking the magical nature of it. But they're declaring the case solved. That's we got to talk to Agnes. We got to talk to Agnes. No, she's clearly guilty. But where is her sister? Where's Lauren? Unless she's one of those people who was killed, the killer's still at large. And the killings might not stop. They just pinned it on someone. I guess. You say so, Mac. You say so. So you're not going to be able to get to talk to her tonight. She's being processed. There's a bunch of stuff going down. Um, but you'll probably be able to go talk to her in the morning. So we're skipping to the morning. So you're skipping to the morning. You're skipping through a bunch of stuff. What did? How did you convince people to let you let you let you go see her? Um, so I walk up to the secretary. <laughs> Cook County secretary. Jail? <laughs> no, you don't do that. Skip past that. Just tell me how it happened. I don't want to have that scene. You're at Cook um, County Jail. You have her in one of those little things. Yeah, I are, bought, are both I bought of you there? And, I brought donuts and coffee over. And, um, and they just and let I you into... a giant donut and coffee feeding frenzy. Okay. Um, and then I went up to the rookie cop they had on guard, and uh, Emil and I spooked him about supernatural stuff that agnes is capable of oh cool um, and he got scared and we go in cool so you're in so you're in a, a uh you're in one of those like muppets what you know those things those like little i don't know they're like cubicles with a with glass in the middle uh an interrogation room no it's not an interrogation room because it's it's where friendly friendlies get to Okay. I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, but all right. Okay, you're talking to Agnes. She's behind glass. She looks tired and scared. Why do you do it, Agnes? Agnes, ignore him. We can help you, but you need to help us help you. You need to help her. I don't know what's going on, and I don't know why Lauren's doing this. I can help her. I can give her the help she needs, but I need you to tell me everything. Oh God. Okay. Um, so I noticed a little while ago, uh, I guess I, Agnes is the one who first taught me how to, you know, uh, how to, how to start moving things around and, uh, changing the way to things. To teleport, Agnes? No, not, not to teleport, to do little things, you know, like, uh, like change how people think of you or stuff like that. Um, she's pretty good at that. And, uh, that's, um, 
but she, after she met, uh, after she met Mr. Hall, that all stopped. I, I don't, I don't know what's happened. Something's happened to her ever since he's gone missing. She's just been really, really weird. Uh, and then I noticed that she'd taken some of my notes. And uh, after I figured that out, I was trying to go find her to stop her because I think she's been doing all of this. And then I, I just woke up and all of I was covered in, in uh, in my, my transportation materials, and uh, there were there were all were these cops. Um, right, 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 right. Agnes, Agnes, I know, I know, but we can fix this. You need to tell us where she is. So, I think. Based off of, I, I, I followed, um, the, the, the transmutation circles, uh, that she'd set up in, in the shop last night. Um, and I think they were in a weird stone building. Um, she tells you a bit about it and you can make me a roll to figure out where that is right after right. this. Uh, what kind of role would that be? Um, that's an investigation one. That's based on how well you know the city. Seven. Seven. Uh, that's fine. Um, that uh, she's in the the water tower place. They they're at the water tower. Only place that survived the fire. She she's my sister. I can't believe she'd do this, but I think she cast a like a mind affecting spell on me. Um, if and then she I, cast a mind affecting spell on you, there are any number of things that could be causing her to do this. We're going to get her the help she needs. But, Agnes, I need you to remember this. It's very important that you do. When somebody comes to you and tells you that they need to know everything you know and you hold back information, this is how this sort of thing happens. You remember, Agnes? You remember the first day? Oh, grab, the grab first a meal. Day? I grabbed a meal. I grabbed a meal. I grabbed a meal. No, let me at her. <laughs> no. She needs to learn. <laughs> <laughs> Going to the water tower. <laughs> She's crying a whole lot. Oh no! Going to the water tower. You're going to right the water now. tower. The detectives. <laughs> uh, yeah. Great. Okay, so, Good. So let's teleport into the water tower. Place. Uh. Or should we walk in? I think like, you should. Is, let's teleport in. If teleported in. Do you really want to do that? She had teleported in and was hit with something. Okay. But well, you know where it is. is. We Yeah, we know where it is. We have no idea what room it's in. It's the water tower is really not that big. Yeah. It's like, also, I have a I have a quickie. I have a quickie. I wanna I wanna run back to uh to Hazel. Okay. 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 This should this Hazel. did this happen last night? No. Okay. No, this, is, this needs to happen now. Mac, meet me at the tower in an hour. Sure and thing. I, uh, I run to Hazel. 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 Hey. This this teleporty thing. Can you can you block it with another like circle of teleporty? That's what I have been working on all night. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you're beautiful. Has anyone ever told you you're the most beautiful woman that I've ever seen? She. When you say this, she turns <laughs> slightly green, but doesn't say anything. <laughs> I was just—I'm just testing your memory, Hazel. You heard that last night from Matt. Ah, it's a joke. See? Okay. Ah, uh, great. So you tell her the location, and she makes the teleportation circle there stop working. Good job. Oh. Okay. Okay. 
you uh you guys have closed off that exit you're all set to make your raid um all right um so the water tower place the water tower how, place how how many stories tall is it so it's it's um it's actually at one point it was the tallest building in the area uh historically you know that it's the one only place left standing uh, when mm-hmm. the great fire happened. Um, and, uh, it's, it's a weird looking building in that the base of it's squat and tower like and, or castle like. And then there's this huge spire that goes up that housed the, at the time, relevant but now defunct watering mechanism, water tower mechanism. Um, right. You know that the waterworks go underground though. Okay. So obvious exits that we would have to cover. Um, for people fleeing by non-magical means. People fleeing by non-magical means. Um, and I guess there are like two buildings to think of. There's the waterworks building, which is the basic underground thing that also goes to the side. Um, and then there's the tower itself, depending on where they are. Um, but if once you're... They're in the tower. Magic always happens in the tower. <laughs> in the... Well, they can't go up in the tower. If you look, if you stand under and look up at the tower, you see all of the mechanics. So they're probably mm. not actually in that. Um, also it would be weird cause it's, it's halfway a tourist attraction at the moment and halfway a monstrosity that people are trying to get torn down cause it's ugly. Um, uh, um, so if they were in the tower, people could just see them doing this. So they're right. probably in one of the other, the rooms when rooms tend to have one to two exits there. Okay. Uh, so then I guess we stealth our way in. So you, in order to get there, you have to go through down Michigan Avenue to start with or go up if you want or see it from the north. Any, either way, you see it. And, uh, you also see a headline that's like, Christmas back on. Um, <laughs> and, uh, of course it is. Yeah. Followed by Nance's like very uh, clear. You, you mean Christmas saved? Christmas saved. Thank you. Christmas saved and like uh, a picture of Santa right next to Nancy's really incongruous thing about the details of the case. Uh, <laughs> that's like really <laughs> explicit and professional. But the, the, um, the place is just an explosion of people more than you've seen at any other point in memory. Uh, people frantically buying gifts. There's a whole lot of love and Christmas cheer and folks flipping out over the ability to buy presents once again. Okay. Uh, humbug. To the, to the water tower place. Uh, so you start sn- stealthily sneaking in. Roll stealthily sneaking in. Grave gun is on. Grave gun charged <laughs> up. <laughs> Um, okay. And I get a 10. Or, no, 11, sorry, on my stealth. Oh, thank God. Oh, my God. No, that's that's pretty good. So you start... I'm making an untrained roll, but uh, the sticks oh. exploded twice on uh-huh. my wild card. Yay! So yeah. we're going to have a 14. Oh, that's beautiful. Thanks, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's a Hanukkah miracle. Yay. It is. 16. 16. My 16. Bad. Um, so, wow. Uh, so you guys start sneaking around the thing and there are people that are like, one day I think we should turn this into an art gallery. And you just walk right, right, like behind them and they don't notice at all. And then there are people off to the side being like, we should tear this down. It's a monstrosity. And you walk through them and they do not notice you. Um, and mm-hmm. you walk past down into the bowels. 
Um, and as you start going down into the waterworks, um, the, you, uh, start hearing like a slight conversation in, uh, the distance, um, and like a bit of a scuttering sound. Uh, now that you're down here, you realize that these waterworks are not on. Um, I don't know if you knew that about the tower because lots of people don't, but they, they stopped working a long time ago, uh, shortly mm-hmm. after the fire. We've just kept it around. <laughs> Yay. Um, the conversation seems to be about, uh, uh, have something to do with, uh, things resuming on Michigan Avenue and, uh, uh, just needing the one component to arrive. And, uh, you sneak around the corner. And you are met with, uh, there's a room that has a carpet, uh, laid out. Um, there is a weird looking pentagrammy thing drawn on the back, uh, back of the room. And then behind it, there's a mirror. And through the mirror, you can see, like, this reflection that there's kind of something in that space. Um, but, uh, the, you don't see anything when you look at it, but through the mirror, you can see that there's kind of like a little f- fiery figure in there that, uh, a man, a man that you've been looking for, uh, seems to be talking to. Um, to the side, uh, you can see Lauren working on, uh, some powdery looking substance. What's her emotional state? Um, she looks kind of, uh, God, I'd say, she looks really bone weary. Um, that you could tell that she was crying at some point mm-hmm. earlier. Um, but, uh, she's, she's still, still seems to be working on this thing, whatever it is. Okay. Mac, I have a plan. All right. We shoot him. Now, I like this plan a lot, but we still have to. We have to get Agnes out of there. No, Agnes so, isn't right. there. Lauren's there. Right, no, I mean to... no, Agnes. Out of jail. Oh, out, out of jail. jail. Save gotcha. Agnes from jail. Yep, and yep. Clearly, the reason that they hired me to investigate—this is an assumption that I'm making—is <laughs> that they needed me as a component in this spell. Because there's no other way. There's no reason to have me. And they're waiting on a last component. We just heard that. We were really sneaky, and we had that. I feel like I feel like it's either they need me, or they need you, or the grave gun, or something. <laughs> or maybe they need the fifth night of Hanukkah, sixth night of Hanukkah. Who Not knows? the eighth, though. So Not, the eighth. <laughs> Not the eighth. Is the eighth night of Hanukkah also Christmas this year? Yes, it is. It's the it's the year that oh. that happened. Oh. Oh, great! That's awesome. Maybe that's what it is then. I whatever. Okay. Maybe it's a gigantic greeting card. <laughs> Let's take him alive. I turn the setting on my grave guns from kill to... No, I'm joking. There's no... There's I didn't no think there settings. was that. There's no different settings. There's just levels of death. Okay. All right. Um. So... Are we going to talk to them first, or are we just going to... Yeah, we should definitely saunter out and do that. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> you, I can saunter out while you maneuver yourself into a position of advantage. I'll create a diversion. 
Okay. 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 I, I find some cover. <laughs> you successfully find some cover. Hold on. I want to bring up a monster. <sighs> Come on, stupid book. God damn it. Maybe it's in a Freddy. Oh, God. Is it in a Freet? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can actually make me a a knowledge, whatchamacallit, on the figure inside of the fire, uh, inside of the Ah, uh, I spent a Benny. You spent a Benny? There we go. Yeah, 17. 17. Okay, that's way good enough. That thing is a fire elemental. Those things are not good news. There are a lot of effort to bring into the dimension. Uh, it's crazy that they've gotten it to this point. But uh, Chicago being a particularly flammable city, uh, it's easier than some things. And you know that if one of those gets, like, aside from dousing it in Lake Michigan, nothing's going to take that thing down. You need it to not come out of that circle. Okay, Mac. Keep the circle intact. As he gets ready to saunter in, we can't let that thing out of the circle. That that thing is, uh, is, is that one lady's cow on steroids. Gotcha. So I so I light up a cigarette and walk into the light. The, you know uh, the flame. The funny thing. Hmm. Let me do my stupid. You do your stupid then... thing. Oh, well, I just wanted to. While you were lighting up your cigarette, you noticed that the flame was a lot more potent than it normally would be. Hmm. Okay. Do your stupid thing. You know, funny thing about Christmas, Hanukkah, and really any holiday. People think that our cultures are so different, but they're really about one thing, Lauren. That's about families being together. But you seem to have messed that up pretty spectacularly this year. Uh, the man looks over at you smilingly. Something's a little off about his smile. It looks like he's not smiling like a human. He's looking, he looks like someone is puppeting that smile onto his face. That's funny. I always thought the thing about holidays was life and death. Nope. Pretty sure there's very little to do with that in a lot of holidays that I could think of. But I just don't... Uh, St. Patrick's Day got nothing to do with life and death. That's got to do with chasing Protestants out of Ireland. R- right. Filthy, filthy via, Protestants. Via means of death. I don't know. Blood on snow in Christmas seems to make a lot of sense to me. And, uh... Little known thing about this holiday, and he chucks a, a Hanukkah card down on the floor, uh, mm. that it's, it's more martial than anything else. There's a lot of death surrounding the holidays. It's very good to this, see you, detective. We're glad you could come. This is, this is very true, actually. Yeah. We, yeah. I've had a lot of classes about that this last month. <laughs> Have you? That's neat. Yes, yes. Okay. Continue. Well, if there is death hanging around the holiday, it would be me. Now, I need you to stop what you're doing. Lauren, listen to me. It is not... God damn it. Lauren, I need you to listen to me. It is not too late to fix this. But we need to stop right now. Whatever is wrong with your husband is not going to get fixed by listening to him. Baby, now's the time. Uh, she she looks up at you, uh, all watery eyes and stuff, and finishes grinding the powder, and then blows the stuff out into the room. Feel free to 
to roll initiative or to to draw the, your card. You, you draw, draw the card. cards. Okay. Um, I've, I'm gonna since I'm gonna assume that we were holding an action for me. Can I? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, please. Please Absolutely. do that. Okay. Because they did not a know you were there. Gigantic, gigantic blast of gray, lifeless energy peels out from the edge of the grave gun. <laughs> Just, I pour a whole bunch of power into a single, very brutally aimed shot at her. At her. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Roll it. So that's going to be a seven. Okay. That does hit her. Okay. Uh, it does six. Let me roll. Eight, nine... Jesus. 13. Okay, now I'm going to need to roll to soak. Hold on, let me... <laughs> I miss tables. How much did it do? 13. Jesus. Okay. Uh... The, the power of the bolt power is that you can either fire one, fire three, or fire three and one. All of them. So the way that using your bennies to soak is... Help me out with this, Sam. It's been a while. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't have it in front of me. No, it's okay. I have it written in front of me. So uh, this is important going into combat, James. Basically, what you're trying to do is not mm -hmm. be knocked out. Uh, you're, if you right. get hit three above your wounds, you get knocked out. Um, but you can spend your bennies, of which non-player but like relevant characters have two, to reduce that damage. And I think the thing is you just spend two... You spend one, and it takes away a level of wound, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so she spends two, so that takes four away, which is 15, which is still three raises <laughs> above her threshold. So basically, um, she stands up. Uh, she is shot, like, straight through the, ch like, through, oh, she is straight <laughs> shot through the chest. Uh, shot through the heart. Shot through the heart, too late, if you will. The uh the powder that she was holding poofs out in the room because as the thing shatters right. and she crumples to the ground. Beautiful. Thank you guys. Uh Roland draw some cards for me. Uh Ace of Clubs. Wow, nice. And for me. James. Oh, oh uh, I can I can do yours if you want. I can uh, go for it, James. You got a five of spades on my end. Okay, that's and much less impressive. I had a five of spades, so we're gonna go. Wow. Wait, did we both draw five of spades? Yeah, but the probability on that is incredibly low. But that's pretty awesome. Okay, <laughs> five of spades, my new lucky card. Assuming I live. Okay. Okay. Uh. Well, you just went, so I'm going to have you go at the bottom of the initiative then, Emil. Yes. Um, uh, you go first, D'Amato. Um, so I uh, try and duck for some cover. I, I, I flee from the powder. Well, it's okay. Sure, you flee from the powder. Some's already gotten on you. It's still yeah, billowing, I know, I know. but okay. Like, I, I know, I'm just not, I'm not going to wade into the central area where everything's emanating from, yes. is what I'm saying. Um, I, and I try to get some cover, and I take a shot at, uh, uh what, what was Hall's first name? Mr. Hall. Humphrey. Humphrey? Mark. Humphrey Hall? It was Mark. Mark, yeah, it's Marcus Hall. <laughs> His name is Humphrey. Mark. Hall. He has such beautiful um, gray eyes. Yeah. Marcus Hall with sad gray eyes. Humphrey uh, Hall. 
with the sangria. Fine, Humphrey. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I I take a, a shot at Humphrey. Um, let's see, and that is ooh six explodes. So that's eight, and now I gotta roll d eight, and that's a seven. Um, so fifteen. Okay, that hits. I get a 15 on my Colt 45. That hits. And the damage is... Uh, that's 11 damage. Okay. Uh, so he is still up, but he's shaken. What, what, what was it all for, Hall? Why'd you do it? Hall's not home. Uh, he goes. He's going to make a spirit roll. No, he's fine. Uh, so he doesn't have to take uh, only free actions. And uh, damn it, he pull. He like reaches out a hand and pulls at you. Ah, uh, I'm gonna need you to make assuming. a. Sp- I mean, I'm gonna na- ma- need you to make a spirit roll. All right, spirit roll. Um, and what is a spirit roll? A spirit. Spirit is one of your four stats. Like okay, so just, so just straight spirit? Just straight spirit. Yeah, and your cool. d6 is wild. Up. And your d6, yes. Oh, so two d6, okay. Um, keep highest. Seven. Seven. Or, or keep keep the highest? Keep the highest, yeah. Oh, five then. Oh, 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 I gotcha. Whew. Okay, um, with five, uh, you, you start to... You feel really weird all of a sudden. You feel like... Um, you know, something vital and important to you, uh, a part of you really, uh, is being pulled out of you. And you see, like, coming out this sort of, like, red mist and, uh, starts What's with that? a torch and a really, and a, and a woman in a red dress, like, coming on out. Oh, no. That's my man, too. I need that. I need that. <laughs> Give that back. And, uh, he, he, uh, you know, he looks all smilingly at her, and uh, she glares up at him. This isn't going to work, Festy. You never believed in the power of friends and family. That's right. We're going to beat you with the power of friendship. <laughs> your, your turn, Emil. Emil! Friend! Emil is... Uh... Emil's a little concerned about that terrible thing, but he'll he'll go again. He'll take a... Take a nice long aim at uh Mr Mr. Humphrey Hall. Um and then then he gets an idea. He's gonna I, I need to make a, a cult roll. Please, yeah, if and I, absolutely if I destroy, notice if I destroy the, uh, the mirror. Mm-hmm. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Totally a neutral thing. The the mirror is just letting you see that there's something inside of the circle. Don't destroy the mirror. You can notice stuff about Humphrey Hall that is uh, magic, if you will. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um, I'm going to be spending a penny. Oh, and there we go. That'll be uh, that'll be sixteen. Okay, um, 16, uh, way plenty to, you notice the, like, fading scar around his neck, uh, and you quickly discern, this guy's a harrowed, not only is this guy a harrowed, he's no longer this guy, he's been completely taken over by the Manitou, how do you kill a harrow? You shoot it in the head. 
Right. Got to brain it. Got to brain it. Only okay. way. Okay. I, I shout out to uh, I shout out to Felix. Felix. Yeah. Remember when we were talking about how Arrowed can't be bad people? Uh, you yeah, were what? wrong. <laughs> Shoot him in the head. <laughs> Shoot him in the head. <laughs> Great. Good. Um, that brings us to the bottom. We draw again. Are you aiming? You me, Did you say Sam, you were do you aiming? Do you want me to draw for you, or should Cat draw for you? Uh, Cat can draw for me. Okay. And then... I, I use my last turn to aim and make a knowledge check. Yeah. So, so you're I'm getting a. You're king of oh, diamonds this king round. Of diamonds. Okay. And I am nine of hearts. What about you, G's? I'm king of spades. Oh, so <gasps> you go first. Fuck you. <laughs> Screw. No, no hearts. No, no. You're not a heart. You're a diamond. So spades. Then, yep. You go first. James, Sam, Festy. Oh gosh, this is All not right. good for this is not good for Festy. Festy, forgive me if I won't give you a long goodbye. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I... <laughs> How okay. much damage does a pun do? <laughs> a, a punish does a pun does damage to you. So... <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So let's just move oh, along. Uh oh. Okay. Well, maybe I'll get, roll well on my. Uh. So that's that's six. So on my to hit. Oh. Uh. Six, huh? So uh, that hits. Um, roll damage. That just hits. Right. As in his parry is six. Seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, he is once again, uh, shaken, but otherwise, that's, that's all. Cool. It's not okay, working! Gonna, it's not working! Gonna hate, it's gonna work, it's gonna work, just hold on up! And that's, that's when my terrible plan all comes together. Um, so I'm making a called shot of the head. Okay. That's minus four to hit. Yes. But I aimed last turn, so that's plus two to hit. Yep. And then I rolled a d10 and got a 10, which exploded on my mad science roll. Ah! And I got a 17. So that's going to be a 15 to hit. That's beautiful. Okay. Yeah, you hit. And then I spend three full power points to do the the big shot. And it's going to do nine damage. Nine damage. Plus it's directed at his head, which gives some kind of special... Yeah. Thing that I can't look up right now. I think it's extra damage, honestly. Yeah, no, um, that's that's going to be enough to take him down. So, uh, yeah, so let's resolve the cinematics. You want to, okay. everyone want to get yes. their lines in? Any li- lingering questions before this goes down? This is, hey, this is a two-man job. There's no room for the third man. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> as he looks dumb. at you guys and goes, I guess it's time for my big sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that the grave gun belches out a really gross little line of black corrosive junk that's just the byproduct of ghost rock. And just sends it barreling forward between the eyes and evaporates a good chunk of his head. Beautiful. 
and as he goes down, you, you, okay, so that happens. He kapuz, um, the, the fire spirit like cackles or the, the thing crackles angrily, but starts to fade out of view because clearly something that was happening in him, something maybe fear based was what was keeping him this far into the, on the plane. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and, uh, um, the, 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 the young light red woman in front of you turns around, uh, puts her torch back inside of her chest and like goes to give you a smooch and disappears yeah. back in. Oh yeah, you. I go for the kiss. <laughs> yeah, of course she did. Uh you got your manitou back, you're fine. Lauren's bleeding out terribly. We gotta no, save Lauren. No, it's it's just death. It's not blood. There's no blood in the death. We, got, we gotta get that life that's, back in her. That's a that's an unwanted side effect. <laughs> Put it on reverse. She's she's, she's still, our only witness. She's still conscious. Oh, Lord, want, it's not to... too late to make this right. She's she's gonna die in a few seconds. You should probably <laughs> go go grab her and and do whatever you're gonna do. Ask her stuff or whatever. So you run oh. up and I'm gonna let James do that. I'm not. Right. That's not my that's not my part of this mystery. Lauren, how do we clear Agnes's name? All the magical evidence in the room should be enough. Why'd you do it? I did it for the money. And I did it for the boy. And I didn't get the money. And I didn't get the boy. And then she dies. That's a story that's been told in this city over and over. It's sad that we have to write this last chapter just before Christmas. Candy and I went about the room and gathered up the evidence. We took it to Nance. It took us a while, and it was a long, hard fight. But eventually, Agnes was released from prison. Mister... You know what my uh, favorite part of this was? What? There were two corpses I didn't have to do an autopsy on. Because <laughs> I know exactly what killed them. <laughs> this guy. I was there. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> The police Gosh. ended up attributing the crime to a Mr. All of this, by the way, it, all of what you're saying now is shot over like happy things of people shopping for Christmas and and no longer being scared to celebrate their Hanukkahs together. Yeah, uh, you see you see uh, so a bunch of Greek people knocking on a door um, uh, and a Jewish family opens the door and the Greek people have have a meal. They, they've it's brought food over. It's not kosher. It's not kosher, but the Jewish family let them in and sort oh. of politely decline the food. But they share their kosher meal. And the Greek people don't really love the kosher meal, but everybody pretends that it's brought them much closer together. God bless um, us, everybody. Happy holidays, guys. Ended up ended up accepting that uh, that it was a Mr. A Mr. Humphrey Marcus Hall responsible for the murders. <laughs> well, yeah, that's you're I'm able to Marcus. You're able to uh there's one judge in town that is in on the whole magic shaboing. Okay. So after you explain everything to him, the paper that's released in the story has a bunch of stuff in it that's definitely not true and doesn't lead to to anything about magic at all, but 
you you're able to make the case that this man was taken over by a holiday themed Manitou who was trying to kill everyone on Michigan Avenue with a a fire. Uh, whatchamacallit? Mm-hmm. A fire demon. A, uh, Great. Elemental. Fire elemental. And we right. stopped it. Yes, you did. You you saved the, the holiday season. I saved Christmas. <laughs> friendship. Friend friendship with the power of it's friendship. Not, it's not friendship gun. <laughs> it's a grave it's a grave gun. gun. <laughs> well, it's a grave gun. <laughs> it ran on friendship, it wouldn't work. Yeah. Friendship um, doesn't make ghost rock. So Emil ridiculous. <laughs> Emil is busy tuning his grave gun and dictating his police report to his assistant. Uh, and Felix comes in with two cups of hot cocoa, and they spend Christmas together. Slash and the eighth night of Hanukkah. Hanukkah. And the eighth wanna, night of Hanukkah. Do you want to light the candles, Mac? It'd be my honor. I name them after Greek people. That's really weird. It's really appropriate. It's really yeah. weird, Candy. <laughs> I think, actually, did nine people die? Because five people died and... Yeah. yeah, a lot more than nine people. A died. lot more than nine, nine people, people did say. Yeah, it was it was more like fourteen, 14 or fifteen. <laughs> oh, whatever. Good. Oh, whatever. Yeah, good. Good. You guys did it. You did it. That's, yeah, we 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 sort of did it. You sort of did it. It could have been worse. <laughs> Theoretically, hey, no, come on, you you saved the meta game, but he was trying to bring in, trying to shepherd in death by making everyone in Chicago freak out. It's already pretty scared and up on the the death toll because Capone's a harrowed that works for death. Uh, Oh man, but Lincoln was definitely a harrowed. Look, Lincoln, well, yes, Lincoln was a Harrod, but that's not common knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, you won the metagame. Yay! Yay! Okay. All right. All okay. right. Well, thank you so much, Kat, yeah. for running this. Thank you, yeah. Sam, for playing in this. Oh, thank you, pleasure. listeners, for listening to this. Happy holidays. Thank you. thank you, Pinnacle Entertainment, for making Deadlands Noir. I'm very, very happy yes. you did that. I've been a fan of this of this whole thing for a long time, and uh, really pleases me that you haven't given up on the license. He was a so. he was a Kickstarter backer, you guys. So that really worked. Mm-hmm. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. Alrighty. So Alrighty. Bring back the Deadlands collectible card game because it, it was amazing. <laughs> It was amazing. If you're listening, we're we're assuming a lot right now. We're assuming a lot about Pinnacle Entertainment. Yes. Uh, Maybe. All right. Okay. Happy holidays. Happy uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. Because Hanukkah's been over for like 20 days now. <laughs> but That's not okay. not 1927, 28. Yeah. So you know, whatever. It's cool. <laughs> happy 5674. Um, and all good night. Once the smoke cleared and all the fa-la-las were put to bed, I was able to piece together the rest. Humphrey Hall's family left the Sioux Nation in 1910, as directed by Festy, a particularly ancient Manitou, built around the idea of revelry. Most Manitou feed off negative human emotion. Fear. Festy had evolved beyond that somehow drawing energy not only from lows, but also from manic highs, felt by people during times of celebration. In his own twisted way, Hall was a good family man. 
He kept his brother's letters, and it looks like they'd all struck a deal with Festy. They would help him increase participation during the holidays around the country, and he helps line their pocketbooks. I don't quite know why this holiday season saw an end to that arrangement, but it did. Festy's plan was to compound the normal frustrations of the holiday season with the fear of a gruesome string of murders tinged with the supernatural, banning folks from Chi-Town's main shopping district, assuring that it was known and felt by the whole city. It gave him ample fuel to work a complicated spell. Of course, the real kicker came at the end. He figured that once the ban on the Magmile was lifted, there'd be an unprecedented wave of Christmas joy as all of Chicago's wealthy and poor citizens alike converged on the street. He'd then complete his spell, bringing a fire elemental to the plane right on top of the revelers and burning the city to the ground once more. The emotion felt from a tragedy like that would certainly be strong enough to turn one of the greatest cities on Earth into a deadland. A tidy plan, if it weren't for Candy and I. Which begs the question, why bring me in? The answer makes even a hard-boiled man like myself shudder. He needed to sacrifice a manitou to make it work. My lady in red would have been the flames that burnt the whole world down. Thankfully, Candy's grave gun was a Hanukkah miracle for all of us this year. And after we called in a few favors with Judge Mandrake, little Agnes was released. She and Hazel have plans to reopen the shop in the spring under a new name, Hallmark, after the mark of quality used by goldsmiths of yesteryear. Agnes seems determined to give the family name some credibility once more, and Hazel, for her part, seemed to be looking forward to, as she put it, turning paper into gold. I get the feeling this won't be the last I see of either of them. I had a few unanswered questions at the end of things, but the new year came, as it always does, with a different case. Chicago may seem like a cool, frozen killer with stony eyes, but what can I say? I've always had a thing for bad girls. Until next time, heroes, this is Felix Mac Macabre saying... Keep your pen ready and your ears open. One Shot is a Peaches and Hot Sauce presentation. Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago-based comedy network full of articles, videos, and podcasts for you to enjoy at peachesandhotsauce.com. The music that is currently swelling up over my voice is Be Your Own Pet with Adventure. See you next time, heroes.